Bam, we are live. Oh my goodness, day after Thanksgiving, November 24th. The day after Thanksgiving, 7 a.m., 7.01. Minute late, still getting dressed. Perks of the job. Headphones are always on backwards. This cord should be on this side, the way these heads, heads, headphones are uh, designed. But since my trusty roadcaster is over here, I wear the headphones backwards. I guess a lot of fancier headsets these days have it so you can adjust the cord to either side. Not mine. Reset the phone. Oh, I love resetting the phone. Anyone get a pair of Savage Ones? I say that because uh, I got I already got a DM this morning saying, hey, I own a pair of those shoes and they are the best shoes. The Born Primitive Savage Ones. They're pretty damn nice. I mean, especially if you are a fan of the uh, Nano 2. Um, Bear Handlin, is that his name? The CEO of Born Primitive was on here uh, yesterday morning. You You are a Savage One. I am a savage one. There's something that they did with the tongue, too. Do you remember in the Nano 2 how the tongue would swing off to the side? You'd wear them for a while, and then all of a sudden the tongue would fall off. Like, it'd be all cockeyed. Like, you'd always be grabbing it and pulling it to the center, grabbing it and pulling it to the center. This doesn't do that. And uh, significantly uh, cleaner then the the Victos, the Victos, I love the shoe, the Victos, the core one, not the core two. Do not get the core two, but the core one. You ever seen old people, how they like they wear those shoes? They look like, I think they're called like Asics or something. They're like these big clawed, they look like clods. They have those huge soles and those old people shuffle around. Old men do it. Their feet look fucked up. They wear these giant weird kind of tennis shoes. My dad does it. And I see old people like at the at the at the old people cafe in town wearing them. It's crazy. These the 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 Victos have a little bit of that, a little bit of that old man like that too big look. At core two definitely have it. Uh, Savage one zero, not at all. You're back to low profile. You look lean and mean. They're nice. I, I haven't even looked at the. Uh, did you guys look to see? Let me see. Uh, born. Primitive. Did you guys see, see the? I guess they came out with a new shoe or, or a new color. The thing is, is that the shoes aren't cheap. And, um, oh, I don't see the new one. Shoes aren't cheap and they're on crazy sale right now. Crazy, crazy sale. D does anyone, did anyone know? Oh, oh, maybe it's this one. No, this one. No, this one. Oh, maybe it's this one. Shit, I don't know what's new. I would only get the black one. I only like the look of the black one. I saw these. The, I mean, these are nice. I, I guess they look more like a girl's shoe to me. Smallest size is eight. Do you guys know anyone who didn't like the um, Nano 2? Sevy Channel memberships, buddy. Get on it. I, I know. I uh, You know, it's crazy that you say that. For those of you who don't know what channel memberships are, channel memberships are a way that you guys can send money to me. And then 
I guess what it does is it highlights your comments. I know, I kind of know, I recognize the names and the boobs that I want to pull up, like uh, Allison and Cave. And so I know kind of who to pull up without even reading the comments, just from like how long you guys have been around. Asymmetric ears, strike movement, haze trainers, or stick with nano twos. I don't, uh, I don't know those strike movement haze trainers. Nano twos are dope. But there's people that I know and I just click on them. You know what I mean? Like I like I know I know my posse. You need to, Sevy. Oh, get the uh go damn, I'm all over the place. The memberships. Um, th there's also uh there's a couple other things. And by the way, if 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 one of these sponsors down here were had like a sponsorship and I thought or a, a sale and I thought it was lame, I would not I would not read it to you guys. I would not waste your time. So if someone was like giving five percent or if, if I was getting kickback, like I wouldn't I wouldn't, and you weren't getting a discount, I wouldn't tell you. I would just be like, that's stupid. I'm not wasting their time. So these ones that I'm telling you are ones that I like. If that I'm curating the deals based on how much money people also pay me. But this one's good. Uh, Swolverine. Okay, ready? Get 30% off subscriptions for the rest of your life. If you type in the code SWOLE Friday, S-W-O-L-E Friday 2023, all one word, SWOLE Friday. I'm, I'm going to put it, I'm going to copy uh, the, the code. Here's the code. So if you take supplements, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. And you know, I do want to say this also. It was kind of crazy. Swolverine does not sponsor Andrew Hiller. And and he, if you didn't see his video, he compared uh, Swolverine to uh, First Pharma. The, 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 the one with the, 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 the really cool company with the fat guy leader. I forget his name. Um, but basically, uh, Hiller compared the two. Pulled up their ingredients and looked at them, and he's like, "Wow, Swolverine is so much better." So, so there you go. That's 30 percent off subscriptions for a lifetime. Oh, you know where we really need to go, and then, and then, and then, of course, the greatest deal for this is uh, just Christmas shopping shit. I think uh, where's Paper Street Coffee? Paper Street. Even I spelled out street after telling you guys never to do it. Okay. So supposedly today's the day if you go to Paper Street Coffee and you go to shop and you go to I don't even see the T's. What the oh T T. Go to T right before my eyes. This should be buy three. What the fuck is going on? This this should be buy three, get one free. No, buy one, get two free. That's what it is. So these are normally $25 a bag. Supposedly today, let's call, fuck, what the fuck is going on, Gabe? Let's call Gabe and see what's going on. Supposedly today, it's, uh, you buy one and get two free, which is kind of crazy. So what? why wouldn't you buy, I'd buy nine. And give them all away as presents. And hey, and if you like Gabe, you know what else you're doing? You're getting people kind of uh, hooked to his um, his brand of coffee. So maybe they'll continue buying Paper Street coffee. And supporting Gabe supports this show, I'll tell you that. He is very generous to the show. 
I'll buy 69, says Cave Dastro. Oh, shit. Is my phone not working again? Hello? What's going on, man? Hey, I don't know why I can't get you on the roadcaster. Can you hear me? No. Shit. Hey, sorry. I guess they won't be able to hear you. Hey, um, I'm on the Paper Street Coffee website. I don't see the... Th I thought it was buy, th buy one, get two free. Uh, it is. You just got to put them in your cart. Do I have to type so in a code? Okay, hold on. Let me see. Do the seven ounce sizes or the four ounce size? Only the seven ounce, only the big one. Okay, seven ounce size, uh, forty dollars. I'm going to buy. Uh, um, uh, I'm going to get it. Add to cart, and then um, and then I'm going to go to my cart, and then can I? Oh, and I'm going to increase it to three. Oh shit! I see it. Okay. Should I should I tell you what the Cyber Monday deal is now? Yeah, how long is this deal going to last right here? Until 12 o'clock tonight. Okay. It's gone forever. It okay. Never be back. okay, listen, guys. So it's a $40 bag of tea, and you get two $40 bags of tea for free. And he yeah, just said, he said it will never come back again, this deal. Okay, I go on. One for coffee. Coffee for Cyber Monday. Okay. Okay, so coffee on Cyber Monday. Go on. On Cyber Monday, you can buy, purchase a $50 gift card. Nope. Other way around. You can purchase a $150 gift card uh -huh. to our website that works on coffee anytime you want for $50. Okay. So basically, if you drink coffee or tea, you could save $200 on it uh, between uh, today and Monday. Yep. Pretty much. All right. Awesome. Thank you, dude. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah, crazy. Like an hour and a half away. I'm so impressed that he's doing that. What a baller. Dude, I'm so stoked for him. I yeah. can't I can't wait. Yeah. All right. How far is it? How far is it from you, his gym? Uh 90 minutes. Oh, okay. So it's it's you know not that far, but still pretty there. Okay, cool. Shit, I, I'm accidentally faced him. Is that oh <laughs> I don't mean to be. I don't mean to be. Yeah. All right, man. Love you. I'll talk to you. Okay, bye. Right. Called Gabe on two phones. Okay, guys, you get it? Uh, Paul Peters, for, uh, uh, Paul Peters uh, was uh, sexually aroused by Gabe's voice. And instead of embracing the sexual feelings he had by listening to our Ecuadorian brother, Gabe, he said, I bet this guy waits at truck stops to service the truck for truckers who come through. I understand the sentiment, Paul. You got a little roused and, and it manifested as a as a sexual joke. You're curious, does Gabe's penis taste like chocolate or tea or coffee? I understand. Now, if only I could get the phone to work. Shit. Okay, uh, so membership. So basically, what Cave Dastro is saying is there should be memberships so that uh, you guys could, I don't know how it works, but I guess you guys pay a dollar or $2 a month or some shit, $5 a month, $85 a month. And then when you guys make comments, they're highlighted. Is that how it works? I, Are you sure that's not set up? Part of me thinks that at some point, Will or uh, Sousa set that up. 
What if I really needed the phone and I could never get it to work? There are different tiers. I pretty much, um, um, I pretty much, I pretty much pull, I, I think I try to pull up every single person's question who, um, who donates money. I mean, I pull up people who don't, don't donate money too. And then the only people like I avoid like the plague are people like starts like, like getting like frustrated. Like I owe it to them to pull their comment up. Then I started like, fuck you. I'm doing my best. Uh, and then finally, of course, uh, there's paper, uh, not Paper Street Coffee, not uh, Swolverine. Then, of course, I, I wonder if BirthFit has a Black Friday sale. They offer so much anyway. But then, of course, there is California Peptides. That's if you use the code word SEVON, you get uh, free shipping and 10% off. Someone asked me yesterday if I was on steroids. I was like, no. They're like, but don't you take peptides? I'm like, yeah, like three months ago, I don't take steroids. Wad Zombie. Uh, how my name is blue. Members would be green. Oh, oh, Wad Zombie is going to explain how the memberships work. How my name is blue. Members would be green with badges next to their name. Then... When you hit a milestone of time as a member, you get a free super chat. All right. Someone tell Sousa to hook it up, set it up. Some, some, yeah, someone tell Sousa to hook it up. This is a uh, an affiliate series show today. Kind of, kind of, kind of a weird one. Uh, Jethro's opening an affiliate. I'm, I'm, fucking pumped i'm pumped because i wonder how many people i wonder how many people um have have this show has pushed them over the edge to open an affiliate or, or i wonder if it's ever gone the other way how many people on this show were planning on opening an affiliate and then heard the show and didn't what the fuck does this mean you're doing great, Sevy. What do you mean? What the fuck? What the fuck is going on here? Love you, Sevy. What what is going on? You're doing great, Sevy. Th that's what you say to someone who has like Down syndrome. What do you mean? What's going on? Did I have a little? Did I have a mild stroke? Yeah, do that. Yeah, do that. Getting um, uh, Sousa's DMs. I could, we could call Sousa. Let's just fucking try the phone again. Why are you guys saying I'm doing great? You're freaking me out. Let's call Sousa. Go to my favorites. I think today's the day I give Matt Sousa's phone number live out on the air. Oh, I hear it calling. Do you guys hear it? That doesn't mean shit, though. As soon as I dial, it might go away. L listen, it's, it's it's not praise. It's just like out of left field. 
Like just all of a sudden, hey, you're doing great. I'm like, what? Oh, God, this is such a joke. Oh, yeah, this is not good. Uh, Kenneth DeLapp, the most important thing is that you tried, Sevon. Oh, great. Yep, the phone's not working. Son of a bitch. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. I guess I could try to turn the roadcaster off. You know what else um, happened? I haven't told you guys this on the roadcaster. I'm now using one of the guest microphones because the line that came into line one on the roadcaster has a hiss now. So weird. That was cool that Hunter and Hiller came on on Thanksgiving. Right? What is this? Oh, yeah, yeah. I wanted to show you guys this. Look at this. I haven't seen one of these before. Look at this. This, 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 this is, I think, guess this is a home gym. Uh, the girl's name is, I think it's, I don't know what her name is. I was going to say her name is Nina Simone, but that's the, that's the song. But look at this CEO flag in the background. Dude. I like the way those weights are stored also. That's a nice setup. God, you know how stoked she is on her gym, if that's her home gym. Now that's accessory work. You see that? Remember that argument I had with those fucking ding-dongs? You don't put accessory work in as movements. I always fight with uh Taylor on that. You wouldn't put you wouldn't put curls. You wouldn't put curls into a uh into a CrossFit competition. Curls. That's accessory work. Yeah, see, Philip Kelly was unconscious in the hospital for months, and when he woke up. From a near-death experience, they said, you're doing great, Philip. Yeah, that, I don't like it. Yeah, that is a neat gym, right? So clean. Uh, speaking of backgrounds, a custom skateboard would look great in your Sevon. Did you make me a custom skateboard? Where is that? That must be in the... Um... Where is that? Okay, you want to see something absolutely fucking nuts? This is so fun. This is going to be a fun show today. I want to try this, actually, believe it or not. Does is anyone else does anyone else watch this video I'm about to show you and want to try this? This is a guy. This has got to be a foreigner. No American does this. Or maybe a hillbilly. But that that's a bag of charcoal in his hands. You see that? He puts the bag of charcoal on his head. Now watch this. Watch this. He takes the bag of charcoal. You think that's real? Dude. That jacket is ruined after that. Oh, that's Serbia or Russia? That's incredible, isn't it? Hey, and there it's not even, there that's not even like blackface or racist or whatever the fuck they, people think that is. That's just a party trick. Wow. 
his shit's ruined though. I, all those clothes are fucking toast. So you think that's real? There's no cuts. You think that's just real? Someone do that. I want to see that. I want to try that myself. Actually, I want to see if that works. Fuck. There you go. You think that's retarded? I don't know. I thought it was kind of cool. Wasn't there, um, on Easter, there was a bag where you could put eggs in it and you would shake it and then they would be all colored when I was a kid or something. Shaken, shaken, bake, shaken. Look at, here we go. We're the only country that calls people by color. I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it makes us stupid. Oh, shit. Wow. Wow. How do you circumcise a hillbilly? You kick his sister in the chin. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is uh, something I have for uh, David, it says. Let me see. Oh, not that David. Oh, this is good. I, inv I think I'm going to get this guy on the show. This guy right here. Did I already play this? Oh, no. Let's just... Uh, no, this isn't the show for that. Wake and bake. Nope, not that. Not that. I had a bunch of jokes up here. Oh, this is a good one. Here we go. I saw this on Twitter. Look at this. Someone took a poll. Can you say the word retard? What's the consensus? This guy, Keem, 134,000 votes. He says retard is back. Retard. Uh, is it okay to say retard now? 83% uh, of the voters uh, said yes. 17% uh, net said no. We're good to go. It's official. I want to just start doing that with words, but just make up the poll. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, just the misinformation or what do they call that? Just lying. No, Jethro's coming on at 730. I, I wanted to get through uh, all my um, Black Friday talk uh, before Jethro came on. Sean Lenderman, those 17% are probably screaming in the in the comments. I bet you that's not even a real poll. Uh, Kenneth Delap, when was it not okay to say? You never had a friend who said it's not okay to say? I had a good friend and co-worker at CrossFit, a couple of them, who had uh, siblings with Down syndrome, and they, and they would talk to me. And I would just say, okay, I'll try not to say it. And I did try not to say it. Dude, did you guys see um, Andrew Tate on Pierce Morgan? Whew. Wow. His most recent one. He was on uh, Pierce Morgan. I can't. I, the only reason why I watched it was it's it's long and I watched a 45 minute clip. But someone said, hey, uh, Pierce Morgan fucked Andrew Tate up. And I've heard it both ways. I guess there's a section where Tate fucks uh, Pierce Morgan up, but when the when the the when Israel and Palestine come up, 
Uh, man, Pierce Morgan destroys Andrew Tate. I've never seen Andrew Tate kind of recoil like this. It's worth watching. It, it definitely makes him human. Pierce Morgan just works him. And for, there's, a, there's a few, there's a handful of people in my DMs who just want to ass pound me about Palestine. And they just want to drive home. It's a genocide and this and that and this. And I'm like, dude, listen. The only solution for those people, if you love them and care about them, is for them to get out of there. If you want them to live. I mean, that, for me, that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see no more people die and for them to live. And I, and my, and your solution for that is to walk on the streets of New York City holding up signs that say save the planet and free Palestine. Mine's not. Mine's to give the most valuable advice that there is and those people have to leave. And if, you're, if your response to that is they can't leave, well, you're not helping the situation at all. Those people have to leave. And for those of you who are calling it a genocide, you're like the people that told kids um, drugs are bad for you. When the kid's like uh, in the eighth grade and he's done 100 hits of acid and everything's going swimmingly well and he has straight A's. It's like, dude, listen, telling a kid that drugs are bad for them and them, do them doing the drugs and everything going great in their life means that you're not sending them the right message. They're basically saying, fuck you, they have the evidence. Now, I'm not saying that drugs are good for you, but what I'm saying is, is all you're doing is losing that kid's trust because he's not seeing any of the fucking ramifications of doing drugs as being negative. So you got to try a fucking different angle. So all you're doing by telling people that, uh, um, uh, uh, free Palestine and all, you're just, you're just causing people to lose trust. Do you want those fucking people to live? Then give them fucking advice that's helpful for them to get them to live. No one trusts you when you're walking around with a sign. Did you see that sign? I think it was at the Macy's parade. It says, save the planet and free Palestine. It's like, please. You have those two things bundled up together? My God. Mad Marv. Oh, this is a good one. I like this. I had a retarded friend in high school. No, it wasn't really your friend. Let's first, let's I, I question that. Acquaintance. Marv, were you on the yellow bus? I only got mad when someone called him a retard to his face. He was self-aware enough to know he was stuck with a simple brain, couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I totally feel you. When I worked with the retards, I never would call them retarded. That's for sure. Yeah. That's hurtful. Yeah, they do know. That's the craziest part. That is, you just nailed it. That's the craziest part uh, in the five years that I lived with developmentally disabled adults, lived with them. Um, that was the hardest thing to see is when, when they would start talking about their awareness of their shortcomings and all, and they all wanted boyfriends and girlfriends. Douglas Murray's discipline with the word genocide is mandatory. Nazis in Rwanda were genocides. Wow, Douglas Murray, look at you. Oh, do I know you? I know you. You're someone I know. Hmm. Really? Douglas Murray's jacked? <laughs> what a shining example of a human being. Douglas Murray. I mean, he's a gay dude. He better be jacked. Oh, shit. What the fuck? Holy shit. He's how what?
Wow. Oh, look what this lady wrote about Douglas Murray. Douglas, you're time. Your tiny beacon of light that shines permanently through our days of darkness. I pray your light of truth and love will guide all the poor, beautiful hostages of Israel home and safe. Damn. Hey, dude, it almost looks like he injected oil um, into those uh, muscles. My God. Those triceps are ridiculous. We need to send that to Goob and see if that shit was photoshopped. Jesus Christ, he is jacked. Jacked. Post. Fuck, I would love to have him on the show. I'd like to be friends with him. Someone sent me a DM. How are people supposed to raise their kids in Palestine? I'm like, dude, they're fucking not. You got to get, if you love your kids, you're going to get your kids out of there. Wow, you look smart. Aha, caught you. Caught you snoozing. Look, we were all staring at you for 15 minutes. I can't hear you. Something's wrong with your mic. Oh my God. Look how young you look. You talk like a wise old man and look at you. You look like you're fucking 35. And you're all fucking, you look like a brainiac. You look all smart and shit. You need to, you need to put a, um, it's the glasses. Just right, you need to put a pencil behind your ear and a pocket protector. <laughs> you got one. <laughs> one of these. One of the, You need one of these. You know this look? My dad rolled like that. He'd be like marking shit around the house. He was always like building something in the house. He always like, and he had my dad had fucked up shape pencil that only woodworker dudes had. And you had to shave it with a pocket. How's this now? Yeah, good. Did you ever have you ever seen those pencils okay, like carpenters? Oh, is that your wife giving you some love? Go get him. Go get him. That's no, my brother-in-law. This is his setup. <laughs> nice. He gave you a little love pack. Good luck, buddy. Don't fuck it up. Well, he he had to fix the audio. I am not a tech person at all. I like to move stuff around with my hands and uh, be busy, but he's the tech guy. Actually, I didn't want a uh, a Sevon, uh, you know problem with my ass video or my ass audio. So <laughs> I was not having that. So I'm at my brother-in-law's house. It, it's mandatory. Hey, did your did you ever did your dad have one of those pencils where you had to sharpen it with a pocket knife? He had one of those contracted pencils, those flat yeah. ones. Yeah, you're like, what yeah. the fuck is this thing? <laughs> he would do the same thing. He'd cut the pencil with the uh, knife, and at the same time, cut his mangoes and eat them. Oh yeah, yeah, immigrant. That's some immigrant. Is your dad an immigrant? Well, he's from Puerto Rico. Yeah, but born in Puerto Rico. Born in Puerto Rico, yeah. So yeah. he came over here, and one of my earliest memories of him, uh, we were in Florida, and he'd be climbing the mango tree, picking a mango. Coming on down, busting it open. Easy days. Uh, my dad's an immigrant. My whole family, I mean, all the all my uncles are obviously immigrants. My dad was the first one to come over, but that that was so common. Uh, maybe not even a pocket knife, but some cheap plastic knife, and then cutting apples and then handing them out. You know, but the way they wield the knife as a kid, you're like, Jesus, someone's gonna get cut. Or when they would drink water, they would just have like one like genie lamp full of water and then they would pour it into their mouth, but not no one touches the actual lip of the and they pass that shit around. These are all traits that we're gonna lose in about 50 years if no one keeps doing it. Skill sets. Yep. Uh 
Now kids use straws. Yon Clark, hang up on this dude. I can't. He's the premise for the show. I love Yon. What a good dude. <clears throat> Great dude. You know, Yon and I think um, Chapman are working with Athena Perez also to do uh, one of her seminars, large body seminars in the UK, which I thought was for free. So fucking for cool. free, right? They're well, I'm sure they're probably working for free. Yeah. Organizing it and doing all that for free. Yeah. Not, they're not giving her the sporty Beth, a $1,500 price. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that we've come to realize in this group. And when I say seven Easters, it's seven Easters because we're the ones that follow you the most is we're so different and everyone just comes together to form that bond that we're looking out for everyone else. And I've seen that with everyone. You know, in the in the private chat that we have on Instagram, on the live chat here, uh, you've really built a community that is understanding of CrossFit and what people are trying to do. That's that's why I love it. I I, I don't talk about the Sevonistas on the show. Did you notice that? I don't use that word. Well, we do. I know you guys do, but the the reason why I don't use it is, um, um, I, I I'm self conscious about indulging in it. Like I consciously try, I consciously avoid saying the word or wondering what they're doing, because I don't want to. Um, I like that it's like outside of me. Do Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel like I would be uh, uh jerking myself off if I got too close to that, um, uh. Like I see you guys as like a, one of those giant schools of fish that like swims around in the sea, but I'm but 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 privately I'm crazy flattered and tickled. We were thinking about adding you into the group. Yeah, I'd be terrified. We understood the how we had to like let you go to the side. Yeah, and yeah, do your yeah. thing, and we yeah. do our thing. Yeah. Occasionally, cool. someone will tell me something that, of something that's going on in there, and I always blush. It's crazy because when we decided and not to uh, the, the timeline of the sign, your birthday was coming up and myself and Judy, we were like, let's do something for Sevon. And I kind of got all the uh, the names together on Instagram. And unfortunately, we did leave some people out because we didn't have everyone's information. But just as a token of what we wanted to show you of our appreciation for what you've done and. You know, you've talked about how hard it was in the beginning when you got fired from HQ. Haley got fired from HQ and you started this small little podcast and now you're growing it. Uh, it's how can we repay you? And that's something that you see every day on your screen. Everyone can see it. So that's something that we wanted to show you how appreciative we were. And everyone was the outpouring was crazy. And there was nothing that anyone was doubting that we were doing. We really want to do that for you. And it's just a lot of love. And you saw it in the games when we all came to see you. Uh, one of the reasons why I went to the games was I might not have had another chance to meet you in person. And that's something that I wanted to do and just have that correlation with everyone. And it worked out really, really well. And you see the, the love that everyone has for you. So um, this is the kind of stuff that I always want to hear, but I pretend like I don't. <laughs> it's too bad. Well, you just heard it now. I know. I fucking love it. God, it, it, it it's crazy. Uh, I also, um, not very often, I would say 90, 96% of the shows I do for myself, but 4% of the time 
Um, uh, maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's more than that. Maybe it's a one day out of every two weeks. I think, um, I, I don't feel like doing the show, but I get up just to hang out with you guys. And you've mentioned that before. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, fuck it. I, I got to get like, I, I want to just go hang out with those guys. Don't think of it as a show. Think of it as hanging out with those guys. And another reason why we, it's kind of like an alarm clock set to us, uh, 10 o'clock my time. Unfortunately, I have been coaching, so I wasn't able to get it live. There's nothing like getting it live, but we make it a point to watch it. And I feel like as though there's a lot of FOMO, I would miss something if I didn't catch an episode. And I hate right. to be behind. Right. It's the information, cross-related, uh, you know, news-related. It's something that we all agree on that in the CrossFit space, this is the only medium where we have this mm. every day. Mm. And it's something that we we appreciate you doing uh, because where else are we going to get it? You know, you're not going to get it anywhere else. And we feed off of this information, whether it's methodology, games, talk with Brian, John Young, Taylor, J.R. Howell. So you need to keep it coming. Uh, Fergie show uh, Jethro is a, a good dude. He traduced me. He traduced me to the Sevenistas. I like traduced. I like getting traduced. It's a extra. <laughs> traduced. <laughs> uh, Dick Butter. I was booted from the Sevenistas. I was too alpha. But uh, I did meet you at the game, so everything's forgiven. That's awesome. People get booted. Is there? Is there? Is there one person that's in? Can anyone boot anyone? So I started the chat. So mm-hmm. I'm the original admin. Yeah. I delegated booting powers. Yeah. And people have gotten booted off and only certain people can. It, 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 it's a, it's, it's weird. Uh, Jethro, I'm on this, I'm on a text thread with 14 people and there used to be 15 of us and someone got booted. And I think I started the thread or, or, I can't remember exactly. I thought maybe I started the thread. Now I'm thinking that that let's just say I started the thread. That could be wrong, but let's say I started the thread, but the person who booted the person did not start the thread, but we're all kind of equal in this thread that anyone could boot anyone. It's kind of weird. But if so, if like, if you're not like, I mean, it's pretty gnarly to get booted, but it's like survivor, right? Right, right. It, is like, it is like that. Like, Hey, if you push too far, you're going to get booted. And also how much value you have. If you're, if, if like, if you're a dude who's like valuable to the thread, you could probably get away with more, doing more dumb shit. Well, we want, we don't want to hold down a thread or a group or anything like that. You got to show your value. People just hanging around to hang around. Like you said, it's an honor to be your friend. Right. You said right, that. Right. You're right. not, you're not starting to have new friends. Yeah. Kind of like Travis, right? Travis Bates. Right, 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 right. Like, you should want to be happy that you're my friend. And I always tell people, I don't have a lot of friends. I, it's, as I get older, I don't have a lot of time for friends. I really value my friendship with my, with my true friends. Right. So people that are, like, kind of wait. I don't have time to be wasted with like, friends that don't uh, uh, have value for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It might sound harsh. No, no, no. I'm very invested in my family. I'm very invested in the no. business that I have now. I'm very invested with my nine to five job. Hey, listen, the people who are your friends, they appreciate that. I hope so. 
yeah, it, it, it makes you it makes you more valuable. Uh, someone said I um uh I'll tell you this. I'd like to someone said I'd like to know who booted Halpin. I can't yeah, I think Jan said it. I'll tell you this about Halpin. So Halpin was booted, but then he was brought back in and then Halpin left on his own like three times. You know what I mean? So like even after he was booted, people kept trying to pull him back in. I think it was the same guy who booted him, but Halpin was gonna have nothing to do with it. But it was still the whole thing was really fun to watch. But you weren't surprised that Halpin left three times on his own. No, I actually I was. Oh, really? I, yeah. It's a great thread to be in. It's a fucking once in a lifetime thing. I'm all it's 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 a great thread to be in. It's so it's 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 like part probably like being in the Sevanistas. Like, so you guys know stuff that other people fucking don't know who watch the show. You guys know tons right. of stuff that other like nuances, shit. You guys know like fun stuff. There's Gosh, 46 of us. Oh yeah, gossipy, juicy stuff. Yeah. So, and and there's like a weird trust in there too, right? Like, hey, like you better like if like if someone screenshot something in there and put it on fucking the internet, you'd be toast, right? You're not doing that. Yeah. They know. Yeah. Like we have a rule too, like in our thread. Yeah, you can't be screenshotting. You can't like screenshotting's not cool. Um. So yeah, it's it's, it's an interesting. Um, it's cool. It's a mo- it's a modern day kind of. Yeah, it's cool. So 46. Pow, wow. Well, it's a lot of cross-related stuff too. Let me you know, ask you. Had our personal touch to it, but it's mostly cross-related and just the dynamics with everyone. We have different dynamics with different people. Oh, shut up, Sean. Uh, <laughs> Audrey's always Audrey's always fighting with Alan. You know, PK's always giving the hey. business. It's, it's great. It's it's great. The longer that group is around, is it the harder it is to get into it? Because I know a lot other people want to come into our text thread, and I think that everyone else, like, we've built so much trust in there that it's like, ooh, it would be weird to have someone else come in. In the beginning, we had people joining. Mm-hmm. As we've gone along, less and less people are joining. Yeah. Or requesting to join or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sean's um, just depressed he's not in the chat, that's all. Yeah, well, I, people, people have told me that they really want to get into it. Like, they text me, they'll DM me, and they'll be like, hey, I really want to get into it. They said you have to be around a long time. I see you guys do your best work um, on like game shows and shit. Like when I'm like when I was watching the games last year, and I see you guys swarming the chat. I'm dying. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was like uh, where's Waldo? We're like where's Sevy? No, don't add. Oh yeah, at oh here we go. Uh, Stephen Flores. I'm eternally grateful for uh, Jethro adding me in the chat and allowing me to meet such great people. Uh, Jethro is a good dude. Love you, dude. Love you too, Stephen. Um, Jethro, how did you find CrossFit? I was doing a lot of regular working out. Go to the gym, your curls, your your, your bench pressing. Uh, I started doing Spartan races, and I remember that's the time when Hunter was the biggest thing in Spartan racing. And Hunter remember the year? Do you remember the year? 2012. He was the rich froning of Spartan racing. And I was like, well, I got to step up my training a little bit and do something different because this isn't working. So actually, the same exact gym and the same exact way Sean Pastuch did his first CrossFit intro was the same way I did it. I went to CrossFit Garden City at, in Garden City, New York, and I went in for a trial and I loved it. And it was uh, life changing, obviously, because now I'm opening an affiliate. So I learned from the best over there. And then, like I said, I'm always thankful for the stuff that I've learned over there. And I've just gone on. I've joined a couple of different gyms since then, but now it's 
the vision that they had constantly uh, to better their members is something that I wanted to do. So 2012, I started CrossFit, started uh, training, got so much better uh, physically, mentally, emotionally uh, to this point now. Hey, did you did you um, kind of abandon Spartan Race at that point? I sure did. <clears throat> hey, that's so weird um, to hear you say that because in my mind, and, and I probably have it all backwards, in my mind, Spartan Race was so successful because there were so many people doing CrossFit and they were looking for a place to use their fitness, right? So someone like me would have never, ever thought about running a 5K. But once I started doing CrossFit, I'm like, fuck, I'll, I could, I would run it. I would, yeah, sure, i do a local 5K, no problem with some friends or whatever. But for you, it was the other way around. You started at Spartan Race and came to CrossFit. I wonder, in your mind, what do you think happens more often? People go from CrossFit to Spartan Race and Tough Mudder or people come from the other way, from Spartan Race and Tough Mudder to CrossFit? From CrossFit to – from Spartan Race to CrossFit. You do think that that's more that's – more, the, the more, there's more fish swimming that way than the other way. Right, because a 5K – 5K mud run, mud runs and stuff like that, 10K. It's a lot easier because they're one-offs. Like you can see uh, there's, right now in December, there's a race in May. I'm going to train for that. But then you see that. You see how well you can do. I want to keep doing this constantly. So I want to be able to have longevity. Then they find something like CrossFit that not only helps them with Spartan Race, but also with their lives as well. And that's what I saw. I saw longevity. That's what I wanted to do constantly, that type of training, not just running and maybe picking up some boulders and carrying them. I wanted to make sure that I kept doing those type of CrossFit movements to help me in my other sports. Because I, at the time, I was still playing competitive basketball, competitive baseball, uh, team sports. So I needed something else for myself. Um, and, and I wonder why, let, let's say you're right, uh, how, how many people run in the United States? Jesus, it says 50 million. Wow. That could be. Oh, oh. Well, say, say that again. That could be. Runners, yeah, they run. But like we know, runners, if you CrossFit, you'll be stronger than the fastest runner. Yeah, I'm just tripping on the fact. I've never uh, – so listen to this. Global marathon statistics. Oh, okay. 1.1 million runners uh, do, a ma do marathons every single year. I wonder what it is. That's interesting. And that, I wonder if there's that many CrossFitters. There's not that many CrossFitters in the United States. There, well, I wonder if globally, globally, I'd say there, there's a million CrossFitters. Well, that goes back to what Andrew was saying. What is CrossFit? What are you doing? Right. Is it going into your gym and doing some type of high intensity workout? Is that CrossFit? Well, or, I'm, thinking way broad, I'm thinking way broader than what he's saying. I'm saying just like anyone who says, like, regardless of the way Andrew defines it, I wonder how many people like themselves say, hey, I do CrossFit. I just can't believe I wonder. I, I know Spartan Race is massive and I know Tough Mudder was massive and I know the fucking marathon fucking scene is massive. Right. And the half marathon and all that and triathlons. But it's funny. I never thought of those people coming this way. I always thought of us going that way. But you're right, because there are just more of them. There's significantly more of them. It's very it's like. It's not for everyone, but it's for anyone. CrossFit, right? That's what we've said. Yeah. Anyone can start running like today. We had Thanksgiving yesterday. I'm going to go out and do a mile run. Yeah. The running is the easy part. It's being consistent going to a CrossFit gym all the time and doing the workouts and being with your community. That takes time. I just feel like as though I saw somewhere recently where those people who are going January 1st to 
a local Globo gym. They're walking in there. They have no idea what they're doing. They're going to see people in there that have, you know, uh, have experience and they're going to be turned off by it. Take those same people. You go to a CrossFit affiliate and you have coaches that care, a, a facility that's set up for success for them. These are the people we need to attract. These are the people we need to help. So those people coming in and those people that are just going to run to, for running sake, we need to grab those people and grab them for CrossFit, for CrossFit's sake. Uh, Judy Reed, I ran five miles yesterday. No official training. Hey, did you have kids in 2012? Yes. Well, I have right now I have four kids, two older kids, two younger kids. So in 2012, yeah, I had my three kids. Three kids? You had three kids already. How old are your kids? Oh, no, four. My kids are 26, 23, 15, and 12. All from the same lady? No. Two two ladies. Two ladies. Okay. Wow, you have a twenty. How old are you? I'm gonna be 50 in March. You wow, you had a kid at 24. 23. 23. Holy shit. Dude, that's amazing. That's a total different trajectory than I took. Oh, yeah. You started late. Yeah. At 23, I was probably sitting on a couch somewhere just with a four-foot bong and a fucking 300 pounds of weed playing Nintendo. <laughs> Those are some good times, huh? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Just like you could just 19 to 25. That's what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, I was young. Yeah. And I didn't, uh, you know, who, who knows how to be a dad? You know, they don't give you a book. Can't study for it. You know, I was still young and uh, we did it. We did it. And then I had my son, Matthew. And unfortunately, my, you know, my wife and I divorced. It was tough on the family at first, but it's about the kids. And then the kids realized that it was a better situation. And I met Julie and now we're married and had two more kids. And, and what was your job at 23? I was working in the retail business. And then uh, it's a funny story. J.R. Howe. Macy's or something? Or, oh, Abercrombie? Yeah, Abercrombie, yeah. Wow. So now J.R. Howell is, I believe, Colombian. I'm Puerto Rican. He worked at Hollister. I worked at Abercrombie. I think we share the same birthday, March 20th. No shit. But he's and he's like 10 years younger than you probably. Yeah, he's younger, yeah. He didn't work at Abercrombie too? He might have. See, Abercrombie owned Hollister. So he okay, might have gone okay. back and forth. Okay. But uh, yeah, I was working in the retail industry. Then I started working in a uh, at a school, at a middle school where I met my wife. I was a teacher's aide there, and then I was coaching a bunch of sports, football, baseball, basketball, track, bowling, and I took the police department test for my local county, and then I passed, and then now I've been a police officer for just over 17 years. Holy Just shit. over 16 years. I, I, dude, I didn't know you were a police officer, or I had forgotten. You've mentioned it, but I guess you've forgotten. Holy shit, I had no fucking idea. Yeah. Yeah, great job. Greatest job in the world. Wow, my fucking memory is broken. Hey, um, how do you go from working at Abercrombie to becoming a teacher's aide? What was? Why did you do that? Did you want benefits for your kids or something? I knew I needed the benefits. I needed a more stable job. So that's why I went over to that. The retail industry is tough. And you're working a salary position. You're working 70 hours a week. Not that I don't want to work 70 hours a week and I wouldn't work Were you hard, making more than $10 an hour then at, at Abercrombie? Or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it was, yeah. I, was in the man, I was in management, so I was making a lot more money than that. No shit. We're based, how old are you again? You're 50? I'll be 50 in March. 
Okay, so we're the same age. I'm 51. Oh, March what? 20th. Oh, I'm March 16th. Did you know that? No, you're January. No, I'm March. My birthday. Wait, March? March you're 16th. January. Yeah, March 16th. Hey, um, when when I when I was uh Suza, when I was um when I was uh, hey, Yo, what's up? Dude, what's up, dude? Hey, good morning. Get ready. You're going to get people have demands, dude. Demands. There's this membership thing that you talked to me about like a few months ago that people are demanding. We'll circle back to that. Um, Jethro, when, when I was 23, I got a job. Uh, I, I don't even know if it's 23. Okay, let's say it's 20, 23 or 25 or 27, something. But I got a job in a home for developmentally disabled adults. And I started it. I made seven twenty-five an hour. So while I was making seven twenty-five an hour, you were making $21 an hour. Yeah, for sure. Fuck me. And that work was hard. You were doing. And I went there, but I went to work barefoot. <laughs> and you loved it. So at the school, I was a one-to-one aide for a young man who, uh, had not severe autism, but he had a good, you know, he had autism and I was walking around with him throughout the day. I helped him with his work. I helped him with his social skills. So I understand that, you know, what you were doing at the home uh, with those develop me, develop me, develop mental, develop me mental aid people. So. Yeah. Look at you got a little developmental dis disability. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Couldn't get the word. Uh, Julie, uh, check for a stroke. Jethro just had a stroke. Give me, send me your number. Hey, um, isn't that a trip that they just would put a twenty-three or twenty-three-year-old kid like? So here's someone who supposedly has special needs, but the best uh, society can do for him is offer up a twenty-three-year-old kid. And I'm not poo-pooing that, but just remember that people like that's where we're at. I ran a home for developmentally disabled adults as a homeless man. By the time I left there, being there five years, I had 20 people working for me. I was still barefoot. I was making 21 bucks an hour living in the driveway in a car, in a motorhome. So uh, and, and that's where we're at in society. It's not a bad thing. You're, you're, that kid's probably lucky he met you, right, Jethro? He probably oh, yeah. got more real talk and real intimacy from you than he would have gotten from some PhD in, psych in, uh, in psychology, right? I was just thinking that because when you interview someone for those types of positions, what would you rather have, someone book smart? or someone street smart and can relate to people and speak to people and take them around. You don't want those people that just studied, studied, studied. You need someone with real life skills. Um, we had a handful of, uh, uh, you know, people with master's degree come and try to work at the home for developmentally disabled adults. And none of them could hang. They just weren't open-minded enough to hang like, like real hands-on shit is way different than, um, uh, not real hands-on shit, right? Than the shit you learn in the in, in school. I, I'm probably being a police officer is the same way too. You're like every day. You're like they didn't teach us this in the police academy. That you you'll know in the first week if you can be a cop in the academy. Oh, they'll drop. They'll drop. They'll drop. They they want you to drop because if I'm going to be going to a scene and I have two people fighting, especially like a domestic, a husband and a wife. And they're screaming at you and there's knives in the kitchen and you don't know what's around. If you can't have an instructor yelling at you, telling you to run or do push-ups or get a better score on your test, how are you going to handle strangers that want to fight you and you don't know the situation? Mm -hmm. It's not going to work.
So you have to be mentally tough with that as well. Um, uh, so, so, so you go from, uh, Abercrombie, was that in a mall? Yeah. So, so you go from working in a mall to t teacher's aid, um, as a, as a maturity piece, like, Hey, I fucking need to get more out of my life. I got kids and shit. And then from there you go, you, what did you do with the police? You went to the police Academy, police Academy for seven months and uh, they pay you to go there. Yeah. $32,000 to start. Dang. And and you and you like that, and then you become a police officer. Seven years on patrol, and actually, the 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 area that I used to work in retail is where I did my patrol. Oh, now I remember. I was talking to you the other day, maybe a few months ago. I did know you were a police officer because you said uh, during. I think it was like on October eighth or something. You had to change your position at the police officer because there was a higher demand for like guarding synagogues. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. See, I didn't look at my brain kicking in. Jethro, cop. The other day, three months ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Hey, what was your first stop as a cop? Ooh. Like when you were by yourself officially. Do you do 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 officers remember that like a first kiss kind of thing or? Did so I re I remember the first time I got into a car because they put you out uh, with someone the first tour. Mm -hmm. So I went and partnered up. So then I remember the next day I was across the street from the mall and I got in my car and I said. All right, here we are. And then all you do in the beginning is you just listen to the radio and you're waiting for a call to come out. So I was like, uh, car 615. So you're just sitting there waiting for 615 to be called. 10 years later, you're just like, if someone calls me, let me know. I do remember there was a, there was a scene where uh, one of my first calls, it was a suspicious, unusual man. The reason that there was suspicious, unusual, because uh, Jessica, remembers, everyone remembers. Uh, yeah, he he was looking around the stores, peeking in, and he was a big dude. I mean, like six seven and three hundred pounds. That sucks. So I had to question him <laughs> to see what he was doing, and they always said, "Don't ever question anyone by yourself." So I had to call for backup. And I definitely kept about eight feet away between me and him. This guy could have picked me up and thrown me over his shoulder if he wanted. But uh, yeah, I remember that was one of my first calls. And I was just like, I guess I'm going to need some backup for this. That's all. Yeah, I, would st I was just thinking about if someone was that tall, how far away I would stand from them. Like far. Far. Yeah. <laughs> hey, pull out your driver's license. <laughs> Don't even get out of the car. Just hit the seat. Fuck that. Um, was he guilty of anything? Did you have to, um, just guilty no. of being tall? <laughs> no. Hey, I got, I got pulled over two nights ago. It was crazy. I was, it was, it was, uh, was coming home. The street was empty and there was a cop and the cop was doing, I was going to make a right-hand turn and the cop was going straight. And I, and I could have easily have not gotten in front of the cop. I could have gone slow and just like, but I did roll in front of the cop. At the, and at the last minute, the cop turned on his lights and got behind me. It's in uh pulled me over and the lady's like, Hey, uh, officer Simmons. She was this lady. She came up to my window. It was nighttime. I always feel bad for cops at nighttime, you know, and I turn on my dome light and I lower my window and turn my car off. She comes over to the passenger side window, which was weird. Is that normal to come? I was in a parking lot. I pulled over into a parking lot. Is that normal to come on the passenger side? There's two reasons why one of them is in case you're on a big road, you don't uh -huh. want to get sideswiped by a tractor trailer. Yeah, and I had pulled or, way off or two. It's a surprise. Because if you're in a car, you're waiting for the cop like this. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Okay, well, that is what she did to me. So I, I lowered the window. She, she's shorter than me. She's probably like five feet tall. She's got so much fucking gear on. She's pretty. She's got her hair pulled back. Highway Patrol, California Highway Patrol. She says, hey, I pulled just right off the bat. Hey, I pulled you over because you don't have a registration tags. I was like, oh, okay. And I opened the glove box and she goes, do you think you're and I opened the glove box and just fucking like 15 years of insurance cards and registration <laughs> fall out. It's like those warm cans. You pop yeah. it open. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm sure it is. And I got a stack of papers on my desk and I'm sure it's, I, I'm sure I paid it. She's like, do you have insurance? I'm like, I don't do any of that. My wife does all that. She goes, okay, listen. I'm, uh, uh, and I hand her my driver's license. She goes, I'm going to go back to my car. Um, you find out what your insurance is. I said, okay. So I call my wife. And but when she comes back, she goes, hey, you're, I guess she called and they know my registration's up to date. So she goes, she regs up to date, find that sticker and get it on there. I go, okay. I'm like, you want to know my insurance? She goes, yeah. What? And I go nationwide. She goes, fine. And then she was cool. She went in there. She ran your plate. Everything yeah. worked out. So, so they can see, they could see, I guess she can see if I have insurance too. Ballot insurance. Yep. You just check the registration and it'll tell you if the insurance is up to date. Yeah. All that shit. That's cool. All right. She, she was cool as shit. I was shaking like a leaf. <laughs> I don't know why. Don't I don't know why. But I felt like I was, she was I was El Chapo and she was the FBI. You know what I mean? <laughs> like in, my, in my head, we're about to get in a gunfight. <laughs> but like like I don't even have a rubber band to to, to shoot her. It was weird. Life's weird. Felt like I was 13. Every, every ticket. Every time. Yeah. Every ticket I've ever given and it's kind of crazy. I, okay, 95% of the tickets I've ever given, mm-hmm. people say thank you afterward. Hey dude, crazy. Mm-hmm. As she so she goes okay have a good night and I, and I start like professing my love to her i forgot this part i'm like hey thank you so much i just want you to know i have three boys and she's like trying to walk away i'm like i love what you guys do i need you thank you and she's like get the fuck out of here you know what i mean i gotta I meet everyone up to watch. and shit like looking at her <laughs> oh, fuck she's shit. a good dude jay hartle oh because you're black there you that, go. hey hey uh, mm. joke not joke Joke, not joke. That is that is part of the uh, um, uh, that's 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 why I can't be racist. That's part of the whole systemic racism that you white people don't understand is that as black people always feel under stress when we get pulled over by cops. That's correct. Thank you, Hardo. I always forget about that victim. <sighs> but true. Uh, David Weed, weirdo. Wow, you are getting soft, dude. He just changed his profile pic again every day, but that's yeah, like that's, really that's like the nicest thing he's ever said to me. Weirdo, God, <laughs> soft. I thought that was Bigfoot. I bet, I bet you David's been doing like ayahuasca or something. Have you noticed he's getting softer? Like something's happened to him. He's seen the light, or he got a chick pregnant, or something. <laughs> Twa driving while army. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I should have told her my name was Savon. And <laughs> <laughs> resulted in instantly out of the car, sir. Um, so you, you go to the train, you go to the uh, academy, and that academy is affiliated with the police department. So you just go right in. Yeah, we. Uh, I go. I went to the county academy, Nassau County Police Department Academy. Yeah. So they place us in one of eight different precincts. Mm-hmm. end up going to the sixth precinct and you just do your patrol work there there are different units that you can go to like special operations detective squad i as a kid spent pretty much my entire 
youth life as a part of the police activity league. So that was a department of the unit that actually exists. And I even told one of my friends uh, back in the day when I was at the PAL, I'm going to be a PAL cop someday. Oh, he's like, Oh, you're crazy. Whatever. And fast forward, I became a PAL cop. The, the what athletic league, the police activity league. Oh, police activity league. Yeah. So we are the youth organization, uh, arm of the police department. We are the community outreach for the kids and oh. we host the activity and sports programs to keep the kids out of trouble. And, you know, we have, uh, police, police officers assigned to the unit that we can, uh, promote the, uh, activities for them um not nasa nasa what's nasa 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 and that's um florida there is a nasa florida yes but we are nasa county new york oh new york right and i'm also a part of that national pal that you see there pay attention Sebi. um it's uh another thing is just clicking now too so you're puerto rican but gabe from paper street coffee's ecuadorian that's why you confuse us when we call. Yeah. Fucking weirdo, Sebi. And what's your what's your mom? Puerto Rican. They were both my dad and mom were both born in Puerto Rico. Oh. Met, met here in Queens. Had me. And my dad lives in Florida now. My mom's in Queens still. Crazy. And what are and what are Puerto Ricans? American citizens. I know, but what are you like? What's your what's the ethnic makeup of Puerto Ricans? What's the history? How'd they get on that island? That's an Indian. island. Indian, yeah. They're indigenous people. Indigenous, yeah. So they're basically, and I'm starting to think more and more that um, somehow in the migration from Africa, black people turned into Asians. And that's basically what ended up in South America. That's like my third grade level of understanding of the travel of human beings across the globe. Could be. I mean, there, you know, there are people in South America that tend to have a, a look like that. Yeah. Like they're Asian and black, like they're Asian and in, Mexico. And, black. and in Mexico. Yeah, totally. All right. Starting, I'm going to, I'm going to write a book. What you really are. Yeah. I'll start with Armenian. How, how <laughs> inbred. Um, <clears throat> how, how did you, um, what, what in, oh yeah, let me see this. Yeah. It's all out of Africa. Yeah. Oh, so they actually did go through. Oh, they went that way. Oh, no. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. Um uh, Why did why did you want to open a um an affiliate. How long did you want to open an affiliate? When when was the first time you wanted to open an affiliate? It seems like you've done CrossFit long enough that that desire to open an affiliate should have gone away. Is what is my hypothesis. But I also thought people went from CrossFit to Spartan Race, and you're opening my eyes that they go from Spartan Race to CrossFit. In 2017, I did the New York City Marathon. By the way, Jethro's opening a gym early December. It's called Chieftain. CrossFit. Chief. Chief Nation. Chief. Chief. What is it? Chief CrossFit Chief Nation. CrossFit Chief Nation. I can't believe you got that. What a great name. CrossFit Chief Nation. Okay. 2000 what? 17? 2017, I ran the New York City Marathon. Mm-hmm. I also did the World Police and Fire Games, and I competed in the CrossFit uh, competition. 
I did a lot of training for that and it wiped me out physically. So I took a little bit of time off from CrossFit. I just, I ate and drank and had a good time. Didn't work out. Just let my body recuperate. I went back to CrossFit and then slowly but surely I started seeing CrossFit differently. I started seeing it as like uh, more of a community and more of a healthy lifestyle for longevity and uh, to, to help everyone out in that realm. So then I was like, how can I help more people? How can I uh, have people understand how great CrossFit is? So in 2020, we know what happened. Uh, Stuff started getting locked down. My friends and I decided, let's open a garage gym. And they wanted to make a better life for themselves in terms of fitness. So I told them two things. One, you got to make this gym a garage because nothing was open. That's exactly when they wanted to start doing it. And two, just trust me with the training and I'll get you to where you want to go. You have to make this gym a garage or you have to make this garage a gym? The gym a garage. The garage a gym. Okay. So we begged, barred, and steel. We got equipment here, looked over there. Uh, so we opened up two garage gyms, one locally towards me and one next to my training partner, one at my training partner's house, not too far from me. And they saw changes they never saw before. At one point, I was training about 12 people in a two-car garage. How did you get those people? Word of mouth. And I did it all for free. And daily? they loved it. Daily? Yeah. And, and how long did that last? About a year. Stuff started opening up. Uh, it was getting a little problematic with getting all those people there and, and being consistent. Mm-hmm. So then we moved yeah. venues. And we still train about a good four to five people in this garage gym that I'm currently uh, kind of like affiliated with. And we get we get it on the regular. We get it going. But then I started coaching at a gym. And I started seeing like how great coaching is. And uh, I've always said like I would rather have one person looking to lose 100 pounds than five games athletes in my gym. There's nothing better than having someone get their first double under, their first pull up. Or, or, you know, PR, PRing a, a one mile run. And that's something that I loved. And I didn't care about the heavy weightlifting and, you know, people doing competitions and winning. That's great. But that's not what CrossFit's about for me anyway. So that's something that I really wanted to impart on people. And the best way that I thought that I could do it back in 2020 was doing the garage gym and having people come for free. But then at this point, I want to get the word out even more i'll open up an affiliate it's 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 interesting does that resonate with you with what i said that that i understand how someone finds crossfit and then within five years that they open a gym but as long as you had been doing it i mean you've been doing it for over 12 years that maybe the bug should have died to open a gym and you should have been just settled with um going to someone else's gym like 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 why why this is a fucking lot of work you've taken on and you're and you you have your 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 finger on the pulse. You're part of this podcast. You know exactly what's going on in the commu- in the community. Why are you doing this? Why are you putting yourself out like this? I mean, you are putting yourself out, right? Yeah, oh, for sure. Uh, you and Andrew, uh, not to circle you guys, but if you know what I mean, no, you guys talked about it. You made the videos. You made the commercials. Uh, you guys were doing something that no one else was doing. 
and you coming from HQ, Andrew coming from his uh, from his affiliate and putting the videos out, uh, even Matt on the side talking about his uh, affiliate on the show. There was no better combination of wanting to do it and keep the ball rolling on what you guys were talking about for affiliation. And I don't think that I would have had as much passion and drive to do it if you guys weren't talking about it so much okay. and being a part of that. Interesting. Okay. Okay. You, you got a, a successful affiliate owner, uh, Matt Souza. You got um, a Hiller who let's just go really big picture is keeping his eyes on all things CrossFit and me, a former employee there um, who's crazy passionate about the methodology. And then you're in, and so you're saying that this, this constant drip of information kept, kept, well, sorry, I was gonna say kept the dream alive, but when was the first time when you opened that space in 2020, did you think, okay, this is just going to be temporary to get people going because shit's locked down. Or when did the actual seed come in that like, fuck it, I'm going to open my own box, memberships, I'm going to do shit. It was more of a longer-term goal that I could perhaps open one up. In 2020? 2020, 2021. Mm. So the more I started coaching, the more confident I got mm. on, the, on the coaching floor and saying, I think I can do this for myself. Matt, and knowing... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Knowing that my wife, who has been doing CrossFit as well for about eleven years, uh, oh, had the your two of us been doing it. Right. You had someone, uh, someone else who had your back. That's good. Hey, Susan, did you coach at a gym before you opened your gym? Yeah. How long? Uh, about a year. Mm. And and did, so that make that what Jethro said just makes complete fucking sense. You're there, coach. If you think, oh, it'd be nice to have my own gym, but after you've been coaching a year, you get some fucking some miles on you and you're like, I can fucking do this. Yeah, for sure. And then you also start to say like, okay, if this were mine, what changes would I implement or what improvements would I do or things like that start to come to mind. Um, Jethro, um, uh, any, uh, Jay Hartlestein, are you going to go to two brain? Are, are you using any of two brains, um, tools or books or, or do you have any, any, any mentorship programs? No mentorship programs, but I do see when Chris comes on, uh, the way he puts out stuff for free, especially the state of the industry uh, magazine, uh, his, uh, his uh, YouTube channel as well. Uh, Best hour with Jason Ackerman. I've seen what they've been doing over there. Uh, when I went to the games, it was something that was such a wealth of knowledge that you can find a lot of stuff for free. And if it, it does come to that point that I do need a mentorship uh, program, I would definitely look into two brain because it seems like as though they know exactly what they're doing. Uh, Kat, what's up, girl? Uh, hey, Kat, Kat. Here. Uh, I coached at a gym for seven years before opening mine. Mm. Well, you know, it's about it's it's all about personal responsibility and accountability. You, I saw that in the police department. I see that in jujitsu. I see that in CrossFit, and it's something that the world is going to be a better place if everyone has their own personal accountability and responsibility, just like. Uh, you know, doing doing the little things every day, the same thing. And if everyone just did that, it would be so much better. So how how can you do that? Not everyone works out, but if you start to drip down and trickle down to everyone here and there, whether it's jujitsu or whether it's CrossFit 
or any type of working out. If you have someone that can train you in a garage and get you to do something that you don't normally do and be uncomfortable, when those uncomfortable times come, it's going to be a lot easier. Just like my training partner. He has a high-level job for a professional uh, basketball organization, and it's a lot of work. And since he started CrossFit, his job has not got it's, has gotten harder, but for him, it's gotten easier mm-hmm. because he does CrossFit. He's been at that 25-minute mark where he's got two more minutes to go and he's not going to stop. Same thing with deadlines. Same thing with working with people. You have to be able to be uncomfortable to be able to push through the uncomfortable stuff at work, family, any other stresses that you have. And it CrossFit truly does work. Hey, are, did you open a gym because you want to share it? Like just straight up, like like I picture like someone someone's reading the Bible and they fucking they they read this line and it fucking resonates with them and all of a sudden they have this aha moment and they're like fuck Jesus is my king or whatever the fucking line is and then all of a sudden they just they can't wait to share it with more people. Is it, it why did you open a gym? Did you do it to make money? Are you like, fuck, I can I'm fuck these guys who can't make money doing this? I'm gonna crack the code on this shit. I know 75 cops who will pay me a hundred bucks a month. <laughs> People that I've spoken to and everyone that I've kind of like listened to, they or and even Matt can say, Matt, are you gonna be a millionaire being a CrossFit affiliate owner? No. And and I know that, but it's more of a passion. And it's something where I want to be able to let that person know, add 10 more pounds to that barbell. And that person says, I can't do that. And I know they can. It's someone where I see practicing single unders. And I could say, you can definitely do doubles today. No, I can't. I was like, give it a go. And the smile on the face that they get is speaks volumes to the coaching and the uh, the, the time that I put into them and I want that person to be able to have the trust in me and they've done that. And I want to be able to have the trust in them to keep going and maybe they'll share it with someone else. And then that person will share it to someone else. And it doesn't have to be a CrossFit. It just with, with everything else in life. I want people to be able to have the self-confidence to make, I hate to sound corny, but to make their community better. Cause once can you imagine Every other town or community with a really successful CrossFit gym and those type of people that come through. Like you said, if you want to be the best plumber, the best doctor, the best teacher, the best father, the best landscaper, do CrossFit. Well, if you want to if you want to find the best doctor, you should probably go start at a CrossFit gym. I have someone who's in real estate investing, and you know how he finds he finds real estate brokers by calling, like say he wants to invest money in Oklahoma City. He calls the local CrossFit gym there and says, Hey, do you have any real estate agents who work out there? That's how he finds his people. Dude, that's fucking brilliant. Mm -hmm. Because you know you're not getting a D-bag. Yeah, even better if they work out before like 7.30 a.m. No shit. Those are the people, huh? I've had a – I have a member who – been with me for 10 years, and she works for a really big uh, company. She's high up in the company. She has hired tons of people out of that 5.30 a.m. class. She'll find the new 20-something working out in there. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to school. Just trying to figure myself out. Why do you work out at this time? Well, I got a lot during the day. This is the only time I have. Next thing you know, they work for her. Dude, <laughs> hey, so me. much better to do that than look for someone who graduated from Harvard or Stanford. So much better. I guarantee it. Mm-hmm. You'll get better quality people. 
Can you imagine going into a an interview and your resume says hobbies and interests, CrossFit? Why not just I under qualifications, Jethro? I work yeah. out at five thirty every morning. Fuck you. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked out every morning for five thirty a.m. for ten for ten years. I don't Done. smoke. I don't smoke or bang people's wives. Hired. Yeah. My wife takes the five thirty a.m. five days a week. Before mm-hmm. she goes to school, before she goes to her teaching job, she comes home, cooks, hangs out with the family, rinse, repeat every single day. You want people like that. Those are the success. Those are successful people, people that get after it in the morning. And I look up to my wife because she's very, very regimented. And that's something where uh, affiliate ship, I had to have her as a partner. And I've had people tell me that's not a good idea to have her as a partner. I couldn't think of anyone better to have as a partner than someone that gets up at 4.40 every morning, goes to the gym, tries to RX everything, tries to be healthy and eat right. What kind of partner would you rather have? Someone with book, depending on what you're working on, with book sense and uh, little life experience or people with a lot of life experience and gets after it every day. I want that person that gets after it every day. Mm Mm-hmm. By the way, you it was interesting that, um, you saying you probably don't know this, um, but you saying that you Susan and I both know that we won't make a million dollars. A little piece of Susa got up on that was sleeping inside of him, woke up and was, was like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna make a million dollars just because you said that." I saw it stand up inside of him. There's a little what? what? I might I might want to defend my guy, ego. What like, did that guy say? Build it out of the gym. <laughs> direct gym revenue. How does that work? <laughs> um. Yesterday, I I for the 18th time in my uh, in my life, I, I in the last few years, I cracked the code on parenting. Yesterday, I completely figured out how to be the greatest parent in the world. It was crazy, and I have to keep thinking I've I figured it out. But this time, I completely figured it out. You ready? You just said it. These are the two things that you need to do with your kids. One, uh, Jeremy Kinnick said it. I saw it on his Instagram. If your kids aren't outside 80% of the time, you're fucking up. Your kids need to be outside. That's it. You, like, put, Your kids have to be outside. Kids are outside animals. Two, routine. That's it. Yesterday, I took my, uh, the day before Thanksgiving, my kids were, we were at a friend's house. We were playing. Um, uh, they had a, a, a martial arts class that started at 3.30 and 4.30. They do back-to-back classes two hours in the afternoon, even after their hour private in the morning. They don't want to go because we're at a friend's house who's only going to be in town for a few days. I don't want to go either. I don't care. I put them in the van. They don't complain because all they know. We go to the martial arts class. There's no one there except my three kids because it's the day before Thanksgiving. The other 17 kids don't show up. And my kids have the fucking best two hours of training I've ever seen them have. And you know why? Because we're cre- creatures of routine. You know, my kid's the best skateboarder in fucking the world because of that routine. If it, it doesn't matter if it's skateboarding, jujitsu, tennis, my, we live in a fucking routine. And you said it, you just nailed it. You don't have to be fucking special at all. Just get your fucking routine. It's, um, you nailed it. Especially for kids. Two things, routine and keep them outside. That's it. Like you said, they don't know any better. 
They don't know any better. They don't even have a choice. They're like, we don't want to go. We don't want to go. I don't even argue with them. I open the van door. They jump in. I took them to the fucking striking class. They beat the shit out of each other for two hours. <laughs> when you have a routine, you're setting them up for success. Yeah. So when they turn 18 years old. Yeah. At that point, of course, they're still going to be your kids. Right. You're still going to be their dad. Their right. mom's going to be their mom. Right. You got them to that point. And God hoping and willing that they are successful. But there's nothing better than having that routine and life experiences for them. But we take our kids away on vacation a lot. I was just talking to my mother-in-law last night. She said that she went on her first, I think what she said was she went on her first plane trip for her honeymoon. Mm. My kids have been to Europe. My kids have been to the Dominican Republic. You know, my younger kids before the 12 years old and those life lessons and those you know experiences like we don't have like you know expensive stuff in our house but we do have life experiences and i think that goes a long way yeah totally totally and it doesn't matter by the way what you do with your kid if you make your kid play with a yo-yo 30 minutes every day from when he's four to when he's uh 16 you will have a, 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 a an amazing child but man the the, the routine is fucking I, I just realized it. I'm not doing anything special. I'm just fucking, I have discipline and structure, which keeps my kids routine. That's all they need routine. And think about the biggest thing. And I've kind of taken a little bit of a backseat due to the coaching and due to what I'm doing with the affiliate, but getting the boys in jujitsu is going to make them the best men that they could ever be. Just like you've said before. And the professor at my uh, jiu-jitsu uh, gym he is like a really really good dude and really looks after people and that close that comes from his years of experience in jiu-jitsu because that's something where you know you have that ability you're never going to need it because you're confident in yourself that you can protect yourself there's there's not you know my brother my my mom's husband's son had said that you want to be able to have people who are protectors and you want to be able to have people who know the surroundings and can be a force to protect their family. And that gift that you're giving your boys of uh, being able to, to see that with jujitsu is, is crazy. And then counter that with CrossFit. Kalipa said it like those two things. You're a killer. Strength and, and protection. Every, everyone Every healthy human being wants to be around a man who can fight. Every human, healthy human being wants to be around a man who is eminently capable of fucking beating the shit out of people. There is a guy on the seminar staff named Jason McDonald. He's a former UFC fighter. The calmest, nicest, most pleasant, good sense of humor, cool as shit, smart. He can fuck shit up. And everyone knows it and everyone loves him. And you don't get any fuck shit up vibe from him, but everyone knows it. And it was the same thing. I work with this guy, fucking executive at CrossFit named Jimmy Letchford from the fucking Naval Academy. He's now the president of Rock. Everyone knows that Jimmy will fuck up any five dudes around like a bowling ball. And everyone likes being around Jimmy. And those people don't like the fights. No, never, no, dude. Never. never. Be the first one to well, as long as they're sober, as long as they're sober, those those you put a little alcohol with those dudes, shit could get weird quick. But those <laughs> dudes sober, fucking cool as shit. Yeah, I mean, I saw Jimmy fucking 
um, uh, what's that called when you calm a situation down? When cops uh, de-escalate. I've seen Jimmy de-escalate crazy situations because, like, he's just so confident and calm. Like, put his arm around someone who's going to be su- look super violent to me, but he just rolls over there. Come on, it's cool. And just chills, calms the guy down. Because, like, what's the dude going to do to him? Mm-hmm. It's like that giant guy you said. Jimmy, even though Jimmy's not tall, he could just fucking just throw you over a fence if he wanted or throw you up on the roof. De-escalation is key because that's what they taught us at the academy. You like, And I always, I got this from somebody else, but I explain to people and I tell them off the bat. I'm going to explain it to you like I'm explaining it to a family member. This is what you need to do. Put your arm around them and just vibe with them. And make sure that you tell them the truth. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Loud. Yeah. People respect that. Yeah. Uh, I like this. Sh- better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. That that's true. Um, Jethro. So so um, what's the conversation like? What's the straw that breaks the camel's back that says, "Okay, I'm going to go to CrossFit.com forward slash affiliates and start filling out the application." Like, what was that? What was that moment that brought you to the computer to do that? I I was looking to purchase the majority share of an existing affiliate, and it didn't work out. Why were you just fooling around, playing with the idea? Like, you just called the owner, like, "Hey, I was." I had approached them earlier, and they told me no. So I just did my slow due diligence on looking around and seeing what I can do for myself while I was still coaching. And then we had talks of actually doing it and it didn't work out for myself or for them. So I didn't, I decided to open up my own affiliate and I spoke to my wife and I said, let's do this. Let's bring this to everyone. We know what we can provide and we can provide something amazing for our community because we know we know what we can bring to people. We have a vision. We know what 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 we can do. So we decided to do it. Um. Okay, then let me ask rephrase the question. What made you go to those owners and think, okay, I'm going to spend my hard-earned money that normally I would take to take my family to Europe to um or the Bronx Zoo to uh, buy an affiliate. Like what was the, and, and what was that talk like with your wife? Seeing as, as me as a coach and my wife as a member and those relationships we have, we wanted to do it on our terms. We wanted to be able to do it how we wanted to do it. And would you drive home to the gym and have those talks with your wife? So you like you and your wife be at the gym and you, and you drive home and you'd be like, Man, we should op- we we I think we should do it like this, this, and this. And then you, she said, or you said, "Hey, we should get our own gym." And then you guys looked at each other like, "Did you just yep. say that out loud?" Yep. And that was a lot of talks, a lot of conversations like that. We have a again with the routine. We have a routine every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday night. We go out to dinner, and we have these conversations, or at the dinner table every Monday through Thursday. We we all sit down as a family and have dinner. And then we go out Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we have these conversations. And the more it grew, the more it made sense to open up our own place. And there was, it wasn't a question of if, it's a question of the right spot and when. 
and you we have you have routine. You guys, say What's it again. That? You guys really do have crazy routine. Yeah, well, <laughs> we do. Uh, it just makes it a lot easier. There's no, there's no BS. Uh, we search far and wide. If you kind of take a look, Long Island is an island mm-hmm. surrounded by water on the bottom. Uh, we searched this way, this way, and this way. Uh, over three towns over, four towns up, three towns to the east. Couldn't find anything until we found this property. Thank goodness in our own town that we're able to do it. And it's, ex- how, how, it's far exactly, from your house? how far from your house? Uh, about a little over two miles away. What was some of the uh, obstacles that you were dealing with when you were trying to find a space? So the first thing off the bat was the height. We needed at least 14 feet. And a lot of places didn't have that because we wanted to be able to provide for the members the height for the gym. The -hmm. next thing is an area to hang out. If it was just a box in a rectangle, uh, there's no place to congregate. There's no place to have a good time and for people to meet up and have that little central hub of creating that community. Mm -hmm. And we wanted that. And just enough space for safety. We needed that, you know, 10 by 10, uh, as CrossFit uh, suggests, the 10 by 10 square for everyone to, to perform the movement safely and efficiently. So those were the factors. Price is a huge factor on Long Island. The, the, it's, you know, we'll, we saw some places that were up to $70 a square foot, Holy which is shit. bananas. Yeah. Uh, shit. <laughs> rent, rent is crazy over here. And yeah. we had to really look. If, if I tell you I looked at 20 properties, I looked at 20 properties. Mm-hmm. Damn. At one point, I was just driving around looking for for lease. Because if something was not available online, I'd have to look. I, I, I got my boots on the ground. I started walking and driving. Mm-hmm. I would look in the windows and I'd call the numbers. And that was about 10 of them right there. So that was, that was the biggest thing was what we wanted. Because we're thinking long term. Yeah. yeah, we could have gotten something a little shorter, a little smaller, but then to have to move in four months, uh, in four years off the bat, didn't didn't work for us. And we're pretty lucky. We actually got a spot right across the street from a public park. Oh, Huge no park. shit. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Is it a pretty populated park? Like the yeah. day and stuff like that? It's always going. It's oh, always nice. going. Youth programs, adult they actually ripped out one of the turf fields and doing a huge pickleball court. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be great, but we didn't want to settle. And I told, I told a lot of people that I want to be relentless and I don't want to settle. And my wife definitely does not want to settle. We want to be able to, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right the first time and not have to be, keep backtracking. So that was the biggest thing for us. How close is it to the gym you were going to buy? Or you wanted to buy like three miles, like three miles away. And and can you how did you offer them an amount of money? Yes. And they said no. Correct. If you would have offered them more, would they have said yes? I don't know. Okay. But that was again, I wasn't going to settle and overpay or anything like that. So it just didn't work out, and we uh we went our separate ways. And, and then so so now that you your gym opens on December second, what's the address again? Can you pull that up again? Um, uh, Sousa. Yeah, hold on. Something's up with my computer. Just like, what's the address? Address Jethro. Fifty-seven fourteen. Mm-hmm. Old Sunrise Highway. Old Sunrise. And and what city is that in? 
Massapequa. Massapequa. And, and, and what are some of the, what's the biggest city near it? We're the, we're one of the biggest towns on Long Island. Uh, so the next biggest one would probably be in terms of size, like Mineola or, uh, pull back just a little like Farmingdale. Crazy. We're still working on our website. So that's just the, uh, you know, I, I don't know why I'm nervous for you. Are you nervous? Excited? I'm not nervous. I have an expectation because of what I've seen and what I've heard from you guys, other affiliates. Uh, I'm not worried about the community and having a quality product. I, it's, it's just the uncertainty of opening up a brand new affiliate as opposed to purchasing an existing one. Right. Do you have any just, members yet? Do you have members? Not a one. Not awesome. Holy shit. This is going to be fucking crazy. To starting, watch. From, starting from scratch. Do you have cl- a class schedule? Yeah. What's it's going to be five classes, five classes to start, you know, two in the morning, three in the afternoon. And we will uh, grow as need be. Hey, and what what five's a lot, right, Sousa? Five a day is like that's a a big bite on day one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be good though. That'll be perfect to grow into. Don't do what I did. We stayed open from five thirty a.m. till seven thirty p.m. and I didn't never closed. I heard you on Pedro. Yeah, I was actually getting anxious for you, even though that was. A long time ago. In the past, yeah, yep, yeah. And then quickly, I realized, oh fuck, wait a minute, I don't, uh, I don't have time to go get lunch. I, <laughs> she was like, I, I can't, can't even get coffee. Can't even, I can't even leave. And then the one time I was like, okay, I'm gonna leave. No one shows up at this time. You lock the door and you run. And then I get a call from my then business partner's like, so and so just showed up to go to the gym and said it's locked. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm up the street of my Starbucks with my perfect bar and, and coffee, like trying to hurry myself back. Yeah. How many do you teach now? How many classes a day at your gym now? We have uh, nine. Wow. Holy shit. Um, I feel like when we had Cooper on five, is five the norm? I, I would say five is pretty good. You're probably doing like two. Are you doing like two morning classes at noon and then two afternoon classes? I always said or two morning and three. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty typical because you could catch like like if I were to restart, I would do it pretty much exactly what Jethro is doing. I would but I would just use that data and base it off of kind of what some of the other gyms in the area are also doing just to know that. And then I would open up with just like four classes or five class options. Hey, Hey Jethro of the stuff that could be perceived as negative, the challenges that CrossFit's having now and, and and the things that Hiller said, and I've said, or any, a lot of people have said, um, were there any, that, that didn't affect you in a negative way. You were like, fuck it. I want to fly the flag. So at the games, I met Greg. <clears throat> cool. Uh, we didn't talk for at length, but I was standing on a line, and there's three parts to this. I met Greg, and he wasn't shooing anyone away. If I wanted to talk to Greg for 15 minutes, he would have waited there and spoke to me for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. People were very nice and kind of just kept their pleasantries quick i met nicole carroll which is crazy because she's one of the people i was hoping to run into and i'm sitting up in the affiliate uh lounge and i look to my right 
and she's sitting right next to me. And it was one of those, oh shit, it's Nicole Carroll. She's like, hey. And I was like, hey. And she's like, where are you from? And I'm like, Long Island. And she's like, where? I said, Massapequa. And she's like, my family's from Massapequa. It's like, wow. no shit. Wow. So we started talking a little bit. And then I was, when I saw Nicole, I saw Don Fall talk. Mm. And it was one of those things where I felt like as though the company is in good hands. Mm. I felt like as though it's something where he put us at ease. And it was at the, it was a workout in the Coliseum. Well, the Coliseum, well, wherever it was, you know, in the stadium, we did an affiliate owners and I got into it and the affiliate owners workout with Don. Mm. He was in there working out with everyone, just really opening himself up. He waited around for like an hour while people took pictures and had questions. You don't get CEOs in any corporations and companies like that. Uh, you don't get Order McDonald's isn't like eating burger with the with the CEO of McDonald's. No. Do you think a regional, even a regional manager is talking to a, a client of McDonald's at that point? No. <clears throat> so that's something where. In the, coming from the retail world and the, you know that corporate side, you don't really see that. Do I think that the thirty million is a high number that the of what the goal is? Yeah, I think it's a high number. You're talking about uh, Don's aspirations to have thirty million CrossFitters worldwide. Yeah, right. Uh, I do think that I want to be a part of that thirty million. Mm, me too. And I feel like as though. Just like with uh, Joe Neal's is doing, mm. I think that that has to be done, and I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to do flyers. I'm willing to talk to people in the street. I'm willing to, like at my old affiliate that I was coaching at, people would walk by, and I wouldn't just let them walk by. They'd be like, "Hey, come here, come here. What are you doing? Do you always walk this way? Have you seen this before? Have you heard of CrossFit?" at it doesn't take me but two minutes and that could be a potential lead so you're saying this personal contact with greg glassman nicole carroll don fall cemented it for you the oh, game for sure you know what's interesting is Sousa had a similar experience at the games like 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 you left like feeling good about the the environment right because we've talked about that about how it's waned since then right well, yeah, the new recent hires has obviously shaken that a little bit, but I, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. Like I was the like, oh, it's powerful. yeah, well, it's the collection of everybody. That's what it needs to be viewed as, right? Like mm -hmm. if there was an, a, an affiliate and CrossFit community summit and that would be it. Right. And then we all get to, to see that, that expression of what we do in the gym every day done at the highest level. So like, that's the draw, but really what's going to keep us is like those experiences, hanging out with our friends, meeting our fellow CrossFitters and affiliate owners. It's just weird because the, the red shirts that were there that were working for HQ, you can literally, it's, it's, it's a weird juxtaposition. They, you can cookie cutter them with what they've learned and then they train and talk to you, but they have their own way of doing it which is like really 
it, it makes you feel warm inside because they're not just robots and corporate people. They are the representatives of HQ, but they are also affiliate owners and they're also trainers. So this is the backbone of the uh, of the company, the sure. L1s and the red shirts. For sure. And I've, <laughs> and I've taken I've taken uh, two L1s and I'm very lucky to have the owners of the first gym I went to for both of them. And that's something where it's it's crazy how, how, how you see things because I've taken their classes. I've taken hundreds of their classes and every one of their classes to me is like a L1 class just condense into an hour of those movements. Oh, you mean like walk into an affiliate and take a class from someone who's also on the L1 team? Yeah. Yeah, they're otherworldly. Yeah. Hey, so Jethro, going back to the question I asked you like 30 minutes ago, so the reason why you're opening a CrossFit gym is that you want to serve people? Are you a religious man? No. I'm trying to figure out why you're doing this. What? what I, understand, I understand what health and wellness means to – the majority of people and we saw this especially in 2020 why are we promoting something instead of promoting the other why are we promoting health and wellness because that is the ultimate remedy not pharmaceuticals to me anyway we have the cure for the world's most vexing problem it's okay you can say it we all fucking know it it's not pharmaceuticals fuck those guys we we know it we we know it we have the most important, we have the most important potent formula for um, being healthy, um, happy, productive member of society, good lover, good dad, good mom, good football player, good fucking dentist. We we got it. Greg well, said why it. Do you want to share it? You already got it. Why not just do it? You're doing fucking enough. You raised four fucking kids. You're a police officer. You work with fucking kids in the in, in through your the police department and. Why, why, I just can't figure out why you want to like go out on a limb and do more. If I don't share it, mm -hmm. then I'd be at fault. Mm, shit. I can only go. I can only go you're so responsible much. Responsible with the knowledge you have. That's What's going that? back to the religious shit. You feel responsible for the. You're like, oh shit, I know something. I and it would be negligent if I didn't share it. You want to call it cult? You want to call it religion? Okay. Yeah. That's fine. I'm in. It's like someone who finds God, you feel negligent if you don't share it. My sister feels that way. She found God and me and my mom haven't. So she, I can tell she got like a little pressure on her. She's like, fuck, the clock's ticking. I'm, these motherfuckers better find that shit. <laughs> I'd be negligent. And as much as we talk mm -hmm. about it, especially having young kids. Yeah. You, we, I, I. Oh, it's a kid. Yeah. You feel more responsibility to make the earth a better place because you have kids. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's like my buddy. It's like, okay. So my buddy, Derek, my training partner. He's lost 80, 80 pounds. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Good job, Derek. And his his kids see him working out. We work out in his garage. Mm -hmm. And they really take to what he's doing. And his son is just imitating what he does. Pull-ups, rope climbs, push-ups. I, I, I saw this crazy video of a kid's party, and they had as favors like guns and money. And they were like waving it around. All that that shit was crazy. And I'm like, why are we promoting this? Let's promote health. Let's promote going out into the, like. My wife is a huge walker. Me too. She walks all the time. If you do, if you walk, if you have someone train you in a garage, if you go to a CrossFit gym, just do something. 
don't sit down and be a burden on the tax taxpayers of your county and your community because that's what you are you have to be healthy that's just my way of seeing it uh susan i see um uh, the, i see the l1 commercial on here do you see the commercial for the affiliates didn't i do one for the affiliates too yeah you um, did one for both yeah wasn't it uh i have it uh pinned on my page on my fitness page it's one of the top three if you go to house of gains the uh the L1 one is posted. I don't see it on there. I'm on this right now. Okay. I don't I don't know where that one went. I wonder if I go to different is there could I go to different? Yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Oh damn, you the man. Uh listen, guys, uh December 2nd, um in 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 Mesocopia. I'll give you another shot. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. Uh December 2nd, uh CrossFit Chief. Nation. Nation, uh, we'll be opening. Uh, did you find it, Susa? No, I, I just see that one. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, play that one. Uh, we'll be back in 60 seconds to keep the interview going with Jethro. Uh, now's time to take a pee break. <laughs> okay, commercial. You don't even have to want to do CrossFit, you don't have to want to be a coach, you don't have to want to be a trainer. If you just want the operating manual to your body, it's not just forging elite fitness, it's the operating manual to the human genome. You'll take this CrossFit Level 1 seminar and you will walk away inspired. From the second you leave, your entire life will change. You will make significant changes to your life because you are excited. You will, you will start tweaking with your diet. You'll start tweaking with your movement. You'll start tweaking with who you hang out with. Everything will take a shift. For some people, it'll be massive. For some people, it'll be a little bit. No matter what, you'll move towards a better life. Everyone is going to sense it in you that you are more accountable, more personally responsible, happier, more helpful, more, more thoughtful human being. And you'll be nicer to look at. You might talk too much shit about CrossFit, but... There it is. Ah, Barry McCockner, first coffee is on me. Jethro, congrats. Happy birthday to both of us, Susa. Your birthday, Susa? Yeah. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. November happy birthday, 20. dude. Thanks, man. How old are you? 36. Nice. Yeah, it's fucking old. Carswell and Hobart. What a what a bunch of bosses. <clears throat> um watching later, but dropping in now. That's cool. To say I'm driving to Sheffield. United Kingdom tonight to get my L1. That's awesome. Uh, this weekend, this episode getting me more hype for it. Thanks, guys, for all you do. Can't wait to listen. Hey, let me know if you open an affiliate after you take that L1. I took the L1 in 15 mm. with no inclination of opening CrossFit gym. Yeah, of course. Smart, smart. None. Smart. Everyone should take it. Crazy. Mm -hmm. guys to take it. And CrossFit did a great job. Thanks, Philip. CrossFit did a great job. The last one that I took recently, the uh, NYPD and the FDNY uh, CrossFit teams, they had a special L1 for them at a discounted rate, and it was a great class. Do you know Amy West? Yeah, I, I know who she is, and I actually took a rowing seminar with her. And, oh, yeah, she's she's great. Yeah, she is great. Um, you'll, you're, what, what do your kids say about you opening the gym? They love it. They do. Yeah. 
Well, they know how much we talk about it and they know what it's going to be. So it's going to be just an extension of at the highest level that we're doing just by coaching and being members and they're going to help us out. So who's teaching the classes, all of them. And, and how will you do your other job? I work administratively right now. So that nice little break in the afternoon, I'm going to run into work. Then I'm going to come home and go back to the gym and I'll have time at night. But how long will he last Sousa? Um, I did all of mine for about six months. Um, after the first kind of coach that I had that has helped me out, uh, quit. He threw his key at me. Actually, that's a funny story. But um, yeah, <clears throat> about that. It's a whole other story we can get into later. But <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, I mean that's gonna start. That that'll be fine at the start. You're gonna be super pumped. You're gonna want to be no, like nothing in there. It, uh, I mean, in there all the time. Like nothing will want to take you away from it. Um, but you're also looking at here the full head time coach, the plumber, the finance guy, the marketer, the advertiser, oh, the cleaner, the, the cleaner, like all of it, right? So. Um, but yeah, you'll be, you'll be fine. Six months. You'll be good. And there'll be enough time to get some people in there. Maybe find somebody that could, uh, help you out a little bit too. I have a, I have a good core of people who, like they've said, I have great people with people skills to mold as a coach. And that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Because people that, uh, whether if they're coming in new, that's one thing, but if people have experience in CrossFit and they're going to be a member, a positive coach that can talk to people and smile and remember people's names and have a positive vibe. That's what I want. And I'll mm -hmm. get the coaching in afterwards. Mm -hmm. But those are people who I've already said, you know, if I go to my garage gym, I'll say, coach me this movement. I've done it for you many, many times. Just let me know what, let me see it. And so far, so good. I've, I've seen some good stuff. Hey, yeah. will you have the level one will help that as well. Will you have a desk in there? It's funny you say that. We were going to purchase one today that fit just in our entryway. Mm. Mm. Everyone yeah. has phones now, so checking in, you know, you're able to do it. But one of those things that at my old gym that I look up to is having a point of reference of coming together. And the desk is it. You meet there, you check in there, you purchase stuff there. You have questions there, couch on the side, everyone's hanging out. That's what we wanted. There's nothing like, I, like you say, fly the flag. I want it to be a CrossFit gym. I want the branding to be CrossFit. I want people who put the shirt on and be like, I go, like, just like you say, Sevi, when you wear a CrossFit shirt, you know, you're the baddest person there. And I saw, I saw a, a, a post somewhere. Oh, it's a cup. It's a, there's an unwritten rule of competition that all the dads in the sidelines of the game, who's the fittest dad. Mm, mm. And, you know, going in there as a, a fit dad. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, what's up. I'm definitely not the fittest dad at the kids at my kids. Should I go to that sucks. <laughs> but can they do strict muscle ups? They fuck dude. These guys are fucking animals. There's this one fucking dude who, who's been doing going to my kid shit, the, the same kid shit as me for like 10 years now. He's a CrossFitter, of course. I think he can do a muscle up with me on his back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um, uh, Kristen, um, but, 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 but going along that sentiment, you say, I would not, I, I would not wear a CrossFit shirt unless I knew I was fit. Like, I'm not like, like I, I take, I, I'm like with you, I take that shit, that brand seriously. And I wouldn't say, um, uh, like when I went to Suze's gym, like I'm not going, I can jump into any workout fucking anywhere and I can fucking have at it. Um, there's no pussy in me when it comes to working out. Like I will fucking get at it and I'm not afraid to fucking work out like ever any, anything. I mean, and, and I know my limitations. I'm not, I'm not, um, not an egomaniac about it, but yeah, we're a different breed as CrossFitters compared to just your average. Like I have no problem if someone would be like, Hey, run them, go run a mile. I could do it 24 hours a day. You could wake me up at three in the morning. And I'll do it. Might be slow, but there's nothing in me that would be like scared at all. Zero. When I was heavy coaching, you know, coaching a lot of classes at the old affiliate, uh, that was my goal for the members is not to have a 300 pound snatch. It was to not, I always tell them, if you ever go into another CrossFit gym or anything like that, I want you to go in there and I want you to not embarrass yourself. Yeah. I want you to be able to yeah. handle yourself in any situation. I don't need to be the strongest, the fastest or the most gymnasty, but I want you to be like, where do you go? Yeah. Who's your coach? You yeah. did a great job. Yeah. That's the only thing I want. And if they say that, I did my job. As long as you don't embarrass yourself, we're good. Yeah. When I was warming up with pool boy and I we were doing air squats back and forth or something, he goes, fuck, you got a great squat. And that was like enough for me. Like I, I, I was representing the brand. Like, yeah, I fucking, mm-hmm. we, we rep and, and, and we should take it seriously. Uh, Christian Kettler, uh, left my gym at 9 PM last night after a sewage backup in the gym back at 4 AM to finish cleaning and getting a new stall mats laid. So it's ready for 6 AM class. Yep. When the problems arrive and you walk in and you're just like, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> like, how do I fix this? The workout for today will be a two mile run. Yeah. Five yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> and the warm up's going to be outside. Yeah. In the park. You're lucky with that. You just always defer to the park. <laughs> as long I'm as the weather. Realizing that. Yeah. As long as the weather holds out. Yep. Uh, from the native contingent, uh, way to go, Jethro. Papa Jeff. Thanks, buddy. Is, is, is Jeff claiming um, some sort of uh, indigenous people? Just if you're fucking indigenous is Elizabeth Warren. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Amazing. Uh, talk about your partnership with Hiller. I, oh, you have a partnership with Hiller, Jethro? Yeah. What's uh, that? Just, just sealed it uh, this week. No shit. What is it? Uh, you can take a look on my... Uh, Chief Nation Instagram page. I've spoken to Andrew and I've done research and I've oh I've done a lot of oh shit. I fucking love this. Cross the whole CrossFit Nation Hillerfit affiliate programming. Dude, awesome. Are you his first affiliate doing affiliate programming? I think we've spoken, we spoke the other day. Other than his affiliate in Chicago, will be the only other one doing programming by andrew holy shit okay tell me tell me i've done mayhem i've done comp train i've done dot com i've done affiliate programming through another affiliate and 
I feel like as though Andrews is the most challenging yet efficacious for what I want my members to do, and they're going to be happy doing it. It's uh, it's great GPP and also strength and also gymnastics and definitely like not boring. So I asked Andrew, we spoke last week for about an hour and a half back and forth. And I said, uh, would you be interested in, well, interested, but would you allow me to use your programming? And he said, yeah. And I've been going through uh, the programming and it's going to look great. Dude, off to the fucking races. Um, um, uh, Judy Reed, uh, can't wait to watch you, Jim. Kill it, Jethro. Thank you and all the Sevanistas for all the encouragement to start now our entire family CrossFits. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's cool. Uh, Andrew Hiller, that's a good shirt. That's a good shirt. Uh, uh, that's, that's good shit. No, that's a good shirt. <laughs> Both work. Yeah. Uh, l- let, me, let me read what Andrew wrote. Let, can I see what Andrew wrote on that? Um, dude, God knows he put so much thought and time into uh, programming. Let me see uh, one more slide. Let me see what Andrew says here. Oh, this, is from, uh, this is from Hillerfit. My program intended to be written for the best person associated with it. That person is no different than any other member by nature, but they likely have different goals. It's my opinion that the person who wants to excel in the world of fitness should be able to work alongside their mom, dad, brother, sister. Maybe they move faster here or heavier there, but later that day, the experience should be something shared. The result should be they both got close to their own wants and needs. This program is not for anyone who wants to be special. It's for individuals who understand that once you filter through all the junk out there, it's intention, execution, and belief that drive results. Without these three things, you'll be left looking for the secret sauce. Andrew Hiller. Dude, so cool. Sounds great. Yeah. That chat GPT, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew done click chat GPT. Yeah. It's so crazy. What about this? What about the fact that Andrew's juiced up and Andrew himself says that people who are juiced up shouldn't be programming for non-juicers? That's I don't know if he said that, by the way. Maybe he didn't say that. I, I was going to say, I think this message encapsulates, like when Andrew's thinking about the affiliate, I think he nailed it right here with this. By saying I don't think this has anything to do with the testosterone or anything. I don't even think he's considering that when he's uh, programming for the affiliate. Okay, good. Yeah, I think it's... Oh, he did say that. Oh, shit. Here we go. Yeah, but not in consideration with this, I think. Andrew Hiller is self-reflective enough to know that the average gym goer will not be juiced. Although they should check out CA peptides before the sale's over. Mm-hmm. I want 10% off. I think you guys know that he puts a lot of thought and a Dude. lot of uh, oh, yeah. mental uh, uh, strength into everything he does. And I don't think people see that. I think people see his 12-minute versions of a topic on YouTube and make a decision on that as opposed to a face-to-face conversation with him, which I've had. And... Like I said, I've seen it. I've seen it in person when he has someone questioning and asking him stuff, and it's totally different from what you get. And I told him that, and I think he agrees. And you know, you can't really make a a even though that's what you're putting out on social media and on YouTube, that 
this is the way you're presenting yourself, but it's not all there unless you have a face-to-face -face with someone. And like I said, those videos he does, it might take him three hours to create a 12-minute video. And he edits it. 12 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've seen it. And the same way with the programming, uh, he puts a lot of thought into it. And we see, and he has a lot of notes. He puts videos out uh, on the members page for his programming. It's along with the YouTubes and the other stuff that he has going on. He has time for that, and it's 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 really appreciative, and and we're going to be using the Hiller. YouTube's getting neglected because of all the programming shit because of the community he's developing, the Hiller Fit community. Last night at ten o'clock, when I was going to work out, I was like, okay, time to put some Hiller Fit on. He had nothing new for me. Like you douche nozzle. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm Dan Guerrero. Get him, Hiller. Hiller, get him. He he get him, Hiller. <laughs> Get him, fuck him, get him, Andrew. Get him for me. I'm Dan Guerrero. <laughs> uh, uh, Trisha Evangelista Hiller also put it uh, out to owners for free. Babylon CrossFit. Hi, Trish. Trish, help me move 10 Echo bikes from the curb to my inside the gym. We picked them up and did it by hand. Thanks, Trish. Did what by hand? Say that again. I was getting ready to. We had, echo, we had ten echo bikes on a pallet, uh -huh. but my gym has a lip that wouldn't let the pallet jack come in. Uh -huh. So Trish and I picked up ten echo bikes and brought them into the back of the gym. Wow, wow! You have ten bikes already. Yeah. Holy shit! Oh, hold on. Uh, 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 Hiller, Hiller's better than the Castro currently for CrossFit, in my opinion. I write in my opinion because I don't want to come across too strong. <laughs> Dan is my boy. I butt fuck Dan. <laughs> I'm 69. <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. I'm waiting. Oh, Where's Dan now? <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but uh, there's nothing smart about you, Joe. So we built the greatest economy. Okay. Um, I'm, 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 I'm pumped for you. Uh, December 2nd. Crazy. You're going to walk in there like at, what time you get there on December 2nd? I'm going to sleep there. You all, what? Really? Oh, I'm kidding, but oh. I'll be there early. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Commitment. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's something that. Dude, it, maybe I, you I, should have a cot there. Are you going to have a cot there? <laughs> it's two minutes away from his house, right? Just, just, a, just a place to catch it's, his. He's Puerto Rican siesta or something. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll jog there. Okay. Nice. If it wasn't for you guys talking about it so much, doing the commercials, putting the videos out, uh, it, it most likely wouldn't have happened. The, the, the passion that went from here, then got it to here, and understanding what the communities need. So it's so a thanks to you guys. And, you know, the combination of – I think the combination of who you have on the show, people like John Young – Brian, Matt, Caleb, just the way it all tied up in the past two years, mm. it kind of just like 
funneled into this great opportunity for me and got my vision going focused. Uh, let, let me throw this out there. Um, uh, that guy, Zach T Lander put out a video yesterday and it, it's a, it, it's a weird video. The video says nothing. It's complete 100% clickbait. I wonder if Hiller's seen it yet. And it's basically said is CrossFit cooked. And it's like 16 minutes of like saying like is CrossFit over, but he doesn't, he doesn't say anything. He takes some Craig Ritchie numbers that are old and shows it like declining and he takes some Hiller stuff and he takes some Marsden in being interviewed. And it, it's, it's really bad. It's, I think it's, I don't know what Zach's doing. It's just, it, he's a very capable uh, filmmaker, uh, video maker, but it, it looks very lazy. It is, is it on par with what he did to Greg. No, at least that he put some work into. This is very lazy. This is just like CrossFit's dying. Please comment in the comments. I mean, it's bad. But I want to tell you something that uh, that I that I think I see about CrossFit. It is at 13,000 paying affiliates right now. That is the highest it's been in a while. And um, I, th I think we're going to see a skyrocketing. I, th I think that we are going to see a skyrocketing of uh, affiliates. I think that there were, I think, I think the trajectory of gyms opening is uh, at probably a four or five year high. So um, don't get carried away just by some of the metrics people are pointing out too. the, the, the view numbers of videos, the number of subscribers, this shit doesn't mean, don't get too worried about all that. The, another th thing to notice is this ecosystem has a lot of fucking energy in it right now. And some people might be like, oh, Andrew's so negative or Sevon's so negative or blah, blah, blah. Well, you're seeing someone right here, Jethro, who's opened, uh, who who went to the games, uh, uh, was, was energized by this type of content, went to the games, got to meet Don, got to meet Nicole, um, uh, got to meet Greg, and, and is now opening an affiliate. And, and I think that is more normal than these people who have their egos involved and think that somehow it's um it's not doing well or that Andrew's bad for the ecosystem or that I'm bad. I think you have it all ass backwards. Well, Matt, let me ask you a question. Uh, you opened up 10 years ago. I don't know if you've gone into CrossFit.com and looked at what the affiliate toolkit looks like and all that good stuff. Compare the difference between now and then. Like what would the what what? training tools did CrossFit offer 10 years ago compared to now media. I mean, the, the journal was back out there, obviously, but Greg was at the helm, but what were the training tools back then compared to now? Man, for me, and this is something I've talked to seven about, and I hope CrossFit does this again. It was all the stories and talking to the affiliate owners at the current time. And there was like the CrossFit South Bronx with, uh, David Osorio. Osorio. And it was just like him at the whiteboard. These are the best practices. And then as he's talking, there's B-roll of his big ass gym and fucking 700 people crammed into this place. And it looks awesome, right? Or you would go over and they would highlight the affiliate owner for someone like Craig Howard. You would see inside his gym and I go, oh shit. And I'm looking at the walls. How does he have his stuff stored? Look at the way he's talking to his members. Look how big his community is. Like those type of tools. And then the snippets from the L1 and stuff like that. For me personally, the, in, especially in the early years, those tools were just keeping me motivated and inspired to show up to do the hard work every day. And um, and then Chris Cooper filled in the back end as far as the tactile business strategy stuff that I that I needed. So for me, it was CrossFit when they were just highlighting successful gyms, successful communities, and telling the stories that are happening inside the boxes every single day. Those and are that's community, important. right? That's you know, 
Every uh, affiliate owner says the same thing. We want media. Yeah. I've ever well, had on here. We want media. Dude, all these uh, guys that they've just hired that are from their MBAs and stuff like that, the type of testimony and content that they would fucking kill for in their other businesses selling widgets, CrossFit has every single day with willing people to do it for free, to tell their message, to tell their story, to inspire other people. And will most likely even the affiliate owner would probably even pay to have a little bit better of production done if CrossFit just created a platform that they would take that media and then elevate it through their platforms for those affiliate owners and for those own communities. Like if you just had a submission thing, and I think Sevon, you did this, but if you even did it on a on a lower end scale where you're like, hey, tell the story of a person that's lost 100, 100 pounds. Tell the story of the person that's beat cancer. Tell, tell the story of the person that's turned their life around from drugs. Tell the story of the person who's started CrossFit and were massive contributors in their communities, right? And if you just do that all over the place and they just submit it to 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 crossfit.com and crossfit.com is just publishing two three times a day all these stories to where it's just flooded and that's what i would do i would take andrew hiller and i would say guys we are going to flood this with so much positive community content coming out of affiliates that it, it he won't be able to keep up with us and that's what i would do i just boom i'd push it all out think of all the members you'll get that just happen to see the games on espn People go search CrossFit near me. Now, if you start having those people, like Greg said, there's no better advertisement than your members. You start getting that algorithm with Instagram and Facebook, people getting interested in it. They're going to start sharing. They're going to start going to their closest affiliate or the one that best suits them best. Mm -hmm. This dude was on the show last week. Yeah, right. And that's an... Great statement summed up right there. If they want people in the affiliates, highlight the affiliates. If they want people to open the affiliates, highlight the affiliates. If you want people to go into an L1, highlight the affiliates. <laughs> like that's that is it. I'm gonna tell you exactly how to do it for whoever's listening. If anyone out there has the power, basically you need five hundred and twenty thousand dollars. And what you do is then every week you pay a filmmaker ten thousand dollars to make a piece, and each of those pieces can then be um, uh, published. Um, uh, in 30 second form, two minute form and 15 minute form. And you'll be having, uh, and those, they can all be affiliate and L1 content and you'll be just pumping out content nonstop. And, uh, th that's how you do it. It costs $10,000 a week to get the highest level bang for your buck. And you can do that by just like firing an executive, to, just one executive tomorrow on the team. That's not doing anything. Any, anyone who can't make stuff, just start firing a dozen people today that can't actually do stuff. Like if you can't sweep the inside of Jethro's gym, or move bumper plates around, you got to go. And that's it. I just cracked the code for you on media. I've said it before in the uh, calling in. Uh, it's it's a lifestyle brand. It's not a it's not anything else. It's something that when that hour it is the only lifestyle brand. It is like a it's not a bullshit lifestyle brand like fucking um, noble. Like CrossFit is a real lifestyle brand methodology. Like it comes like eat this shit. Yeah, you nailed it. Sorry, Jethro. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I, I'm all excited. Like, I don't think people don't talk about Peloton when they leave their Peloton class. Not a knock on Peloton. I'm sure people, if they use Peloton to get fitter, great, good for you. But that's not a lifestyle brand. Like you said in the L1 commercial that you made, you just start hanging out with different people. And you start doing different things. Yeah. It's changing your lifestyle for the better, not for the worse. Well, dude, I am stoked for you. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank me you. too. 
Yeah, keep, I mean, obviously you're going to keep us posted, but I can't wait to have you on in six months, and you'll be like your whole tune will change. You have all these new insights and thoughts, and mm -hmm. the uh, equipment's going to be all complete, uh, shipped by Tuesday from Rogue, and then we're rocking and rolling for next week. Rich can anyone come on the second? Can anyone come on the second? Is there like some like everyone should come on the second? Okay. What is December 2nd? It's a Saturday. Gabe said he's coming up. I heard him this morning. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. You think Trip the phone on. actually works? <clears throat> we shall find out. Call her high. Nope. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, Travis. What's up, dude? I'm good. How are you? Hung like a horse. You're catching the what? The tail end of the show? Hello? Hey. Hey. Okay. You say that again. You're catching the tail end of the show? Yeah. I was just catching the That's tail funny end of the show. because Hiller was catching the tail end of Dan's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not calling in with a joke today. Okay. Props to Haley on her joke, by the way, yesterday. That was really good. Oh, please. It's horrible. <laughs> Jethro, nope. congratulations. Thanks, Travis. Another good dude. Super, Again, uh, super Travis, how, how how you've come into the ecosystem? Like, same thing. It's through CrossFit and what's been happening. It's through people like you and the the group that we have with Savon and Hiller. I mean, I I say it every time I do an interview. There's I can't thank anybody more than those two guys, and of course, people like you who have go to the site and buy stuff. I mean, that's, it's huge. Um, what did you say about the, my biceps? Wait, what did you say about my biceps? Huge. That's what I thought. Okay. Huge. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to send Jethro uh, CEO flag and the no rep flag to get up in the gym. Thanks, How many buddy. Up to you right now? Uh, zero. He's at zero. He's got more than that. He's got no, he's starting with zero. I can show you my uh, push press membership uh, updates. I get every day. Hey, listen, he's got, one, he's got one program. It's the Hillerfit Nation program, Hillerfit program, and zero members. It's dope. It's not, it won't be crowded in there at all. There'll be no one peeing on the seat. So Jethro does personal coaching in every class. This is cool. Yeah. 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 Awesome. All right. Jethro, anybody who signs up in December, the entire month, we're going to give them a free shirt. Holy shit. Wow. 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 So good. Thanks, Travis. You bet. Got to support. You've always been good to me, so I want to support you. Damn, you the man. That's Thank awesome, you. dude. Well, what kind of shirt do they cool. get? Are you making uh, uh, um, uh, Chief Nation shirts? I'm not, but I'll certainly work with you. I mean, we'll do either we'll do a Chief Nation or a Vindicate or a Hiller Fit or I don't know. We'll figure it out. Awesome. What it's going to be, but free shirt for anybody who signs up in December. All right, you the man, dude. I'll text you, Travis. Thank you. We'll be in touch. Sounds good. Thanks, Bye. brother. Uh, CK Kevin, I want one with a big Chief on the front. I know that's awesome. Yeah, the logo's dope. All right, brother.
thank you so much. Uh, we'll talk to you soon, Jethro. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing all that stuff. You the man. So excited. Okay, guys. For thanks for having yeah. me on. I really yep. appreciate it. Yep. And yeah. hey, uh, thanks for being a cop. And I mean it. I really fucking mean it. Thanks for being a cop. Thanks for being a good cop. Thanks for doing the right thing. Uh, uh, that Your community stoked to have a man like you out there. Thank you. I really yep. appreciate it. All right, dude. Thanks. Congrats, Jeff. brother. Also, uh, the Sevon podcast will be donating a handy for each new member. Those will uh, um, uh, those who prefer left hand will get um, Souza. Those who prefer right hand will get me. You you just sign up. You get to choose. Wait, I got signed up for this now. <laughs> Giving handies by myself. <laughs> I'll schedule them. <laughs> You're a good dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was cool. It got me excited. You know, it's like the new affiliate energy. No, no, nothing. Does a party you feel sorry for him? No, not okay. at all. Okay. I think he, I think he's in the perfect headspace for it. I think he's done the right things before. I've chatted with him a while back, and he really like understood what he was getting into. And um, no, I I liked it because it rubbed off on me a little bit. After you know, ten years of affiliate owner, twelve years of coaching, you get kind of like jaded. You know, you're like, ah, oh, you're gonna do it. Ah, oh, get lower on your squat, damn it. Ah, oh, you know, <laughs> it's all the same okay. stuff. So you got instead of feeling you got inspired by him a little bit. Yeah, exactly. That's what I, yeah, that's what I meant. It's like, he's coming into a new, it reminds me of like when I was first started and you have all this energy and all this ambition and it rubs off on me. I'm like, cool. Feeling a little bit too. Hey, I see on the schedule that shut up and scribble is today. They moved to yeah. Friday. Yeah. They shifted just this week, just this week to Thanksgiving. Oh. oh shit. Yeah. Speaking of which I got to give JR a call back. Text. Something I don't know back. if we're doing the CrossFit games update show today. Yeah. Um, I, I want to do some nighttime show. Who do we have tomorrow? Oh, no one. No one tomorrow. And, and then, then we get Adaya on Sunday. He's going to talk to us about wheel what. That's right. And then, and then, guys, listen. These are some people we have on the hook right now. You ready? Josh Bridges. Yep. Sarah Sigmund's daughter. Mm-hmm. Cara Saunders. Mm-hmm. Angelo DeChico. Mm-hmm. Did I say Josh Bridges? Mm-hmm. He's scheduled. Oh, Tyson Bajan. Mm-hmm. Of Vakey. Mm-hmm. Vakey Etzebeth. It's it's Beth. Nice. Better than I can do. Tommy G. Yep. The uh oh, oh Daniel Brandon. We got Daniel Brandon. Fucking we're massaging it. Yep. Active. Mm-hmm. Active. Active. Exactly. Look at look at David Weed's like more David Weed getting soft again. Look at it's like swooning. Um, uh, Mag- Magnus Holmgren, Sevi, just say congratulations to me, my birthday, and to get my shared sold in one billion dollar U.S. deal. Oh shit! Happy birthday, God! I hope it's your birthday too. Share. To me, him, and happy birthday, dude! I hope you get your share. I hope you get your share, brother. Player, get it. <laughs> oh, is Tommy Hackenbrook coming on? Have I ever had Tommy on? I'll tell no, you. I don't. Th- I don't think we've had him on. I would love to have Tommy on. What the fuck? How come I've never had Tommy on? I, bet, I wonder if I have his phone number. And then we got the... Uh, Tommy Marquez, Tommy G, and those are the only Tommies I have. But maybe I'll look under Hackenbrook. I think actually, I think I have his number. Oh, you do? 
I think so. Can you ask him um, if he wants to come on? I would love to have Tommy on. Holy shit. I want to hear about that. What did that thing he used to do? Skull Ranch? Yeah, I have his number. Have we ever had him on? No. I don't even follow him. What the fuck? Dang, bro. Okay. I'm going to DM him too. Tommy. I'd love to have you on my podcast. Okay. And then we got um David for Congress. <clears throat> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He'll be on a uh, couple weeks. No shit. Do you think we ha- we have him scheduled? Yeah, I already got it. We got his date. Holy shit, look at this guy. Oh, and then and then I and then um uh there's the guy Dylan Caswell who wrote a book Hope not not or something and uh and i'm gonna i'm gonna have him on i haven't sent you his stuff yet this guy's coming on check this out guys this is a professor at the university of irvine david pan check this out campus diversity offices in addition to undermining the ideals of hard work and merit are actually also suppressing diversity on campus the best example of this is the diversity statements that are required of all applicants to faculty positions at the university of california In these statements, applicants are required to uh, outline the way they support the diversity, equity, and inclusion policies in their professional lives. And so if you disagree with these policies, you're essentially uh, disqualified from employment at the university or you have to lie on the statement. So in fact, what we're doing is we're breeding a faculty of conformists rather than thinkers. Dude, this is insane. When you apply for, I had heard of this happening in Berkeley. A friend of mine applied to work at some like Jewish community garden and they wanted to know what he's done for diversity, equity, inclusivity. I'm like, what if you don't believe in that kind of racist shit? What if you don't, you're not racist. That guy is saying at the university of fucking Irvine that if you don't fucking uh, show your loyalty and your embracing of this racist methodology that you can't work there. Probably most universities too. That's nuts. Yeah, I didn't. Man, it, man, it's bad. Uh, Sean Lenderman, I'm motivated to do something great with my life in hopes that Sevy invites me onto the show. Yeah, no problem. We need Darian Weeks back. I, you know, I've been thinking about Darian. Mm-hmm. We could have, we could have him on that. We could, I could try to have him on next week. There's some big fights coming up. Mm-hmm. Hunter became famous because he beat Hunter McIntyre became famous because he beat Tommy Hackenbrook on the show. Should I ask Pound Dan or has he had enough? No, no, leave Dan alone. He's like, I was getting ready to fucking unfold my penis and put the whole fucking thing into him. <laughs> yeah. He's all right. All right. He's all right. I'm not talking about Daniel Garrity. I'm talking about the other Dan, this Dan. I know. Okay. All right. I know who you're talking about. Olivia got a new photo. Looks like a wedding. And David's back. Yeah. Look at uh, Olivia's nose. What a fucking perfect nose. Jesus. Criminy. Yeah. I bet your snot doesn't even come out of that nose. Mm-mm, never. Too perfect.
I understand. I have very similar. <laughs> Dan will take it regardless. <laughs> okay. Um, I feel uh, like I'm letting you guys down. I'm letting myself down. Fuck you guys by not doing the Cross the Games update show. It's such a fun show. Let me um, uh, let me chat with Susan. And see what's going on tonight. I don't. I don't even really know what I would want to talk about. I don't even know what's going on. There was a bunch of news that broke today. There was. Yeah, a bunch of CrossFit news, like some some semifinal, um, some information on semifinals. Where is that? Um, Yeah, basically, who's running the semifinals? There's some information that broke about affiliate fees going up. Title sponsor for the games. All sorts of shit. Is it hard not to give Jethro advice when he's on here? Thanks, Olivia. What? Is it hard not to give Jethro advice on here when he's on here? Like, yeah, of course. That's my default. But remember one of the first affiliate series, like we did two of them or something. And then I like watched him back or just was like ref reflecting on it. And I was like, fuck, I, I need to stop doing that. Like, <clears throat> you want to tell him 10 things like not to do? Not to do 10 things that I would have done. Like, opening a new gym like as most people aren't going to really know who you are in the area like building up a, a gift bag where you're like hey here's a free week or here's a free drop in or a free day put some other stuff in there a sticker your business card a contact you know whatever and drop it off to every school for the teachers and faculty to the fire the fire departments to the police departments to any neighboring businesses that are around you then my first couple of workouts i would try to do like free community ones inside the park or inside a downtown area with a big sign mm. the qr code like just little things like that that if i you know i would utilize like coming into the new uh space a little bit more there you go. That was just the that was just the cream. You just the top you just gave. <laughs> I just squeezed you a little bit in the fucking hey, it's like when you pick up a styrofoam cup that's filled to the top, and if you squeeze just really tight, some water spills over the head. That's all you needed for me, and there I went. Hey, uh, Andrew Hiller, Souza. That sounds like a video that should be made for the Seven Podcast channel. Ten things you do not do when opening an affiliate do or do not to do oh like a uh, uh, yoda would say do to not to do oh uh, yeah that is a great do idea not do man i know andrew you're right i've and i've even like in the past ran a couple of video ideas by andrew and he's like yes do it and i've done zero it's kind of a thing that i i'm bad at i actually don't do that much stuff in terms for myself Hey, and if yeah. Susan makes that video, I'll make a video that's um how to do to Susan's ten things in three steps. <laughs> that nobody watches mine. Everybody watches yours. <laughs> Andrew said he'll edit it. Damn, look at oh that. shit! I'm telling. Yeah. Oh, it's Shakespeare, not Yoda. What the fuck? Fine, you're right. Good point. Thank you. Good catch. Hey, um, 
he'll edit it seriously uh so daniel garrity said something i want to say something yeah, i know he got you uh yeah um uh do we need to do a wellness check on be friendly no listen Listen, Brian is fucking the best at what he fucking does. There's nothing there. He's a fucking stud. What he's a fucking, he's amazing, dude. He's, he's out of fucking control. There's no one who does what he does better than him. Um, and there's a bunch of people trying to do what he does and he's in a fucking world all by him fucking self. He should be so fucking proud of himself. Everyone who had the same way that, um, uh, this community should be so thankful. It has someone like Hiller it should be so thankful. It has someone like Brian. And the whatever drama there is in our group is just for fun and for story and for narrative sake. And there's nothing there's nothing there. Um, no matter what anyone tells you. That being said, that that right there, what Andrew Hiller said, that's what we all do to each other. That's exactly what that's that is exactly what you uh, it, 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 Susa's done that does that for 10 people every day. And Andrew does that for 10 people every day. This, this group ragtag of filmmakers who are on the outside are all just lifting each other up. Mm -hmm. Like, I got you. I got you. I got you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dave Schnozzle. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> Stop. I don't have AIDS. Stop. I'm fine. <laughs> the emojis too. Oh, dear for me. What? No. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? Holy shit! Oh holy shit! Wait, what oh, are you watching? Shit! Uh, I'm gonna play it for you in a second. Hold on, hold on. Uh, fuck. Where is it? Where's that clip? Uh, the one that's in the thread. Yeah. It's it, uh, holy shit. Holy shit. This is fucking crazy. This is some legendary shit. Let me see. I got to open. God, I hope I don't fuck this up. Do you want me to try to do it? <laughs> this is fucking amazing. I think I got it. Come on, be cool. <laughs> this is crazy. God, I love this fucking job we have. This is so fucking <laughs> funny. Look at this, guys. Wait till you see this clip. This is a clip. This is a clip from... Uh, I, God, I hope I, I... I go to entire screen, right? And I want to share the entire screen. Yeah, once you have like the video up on preview. And then okay. everything else is closed down. And will it get the audio for it, too? It should. Okay. So this I don't remember if that was an issue in the past. This but. is a show uh Death by uh from the Lone Ranger podcast with Lauren Khalil. By the way, I yeah, Lauren looks great right there. I like her when she has less makeup on like that. Mm. And uh and um and Kotler looks somewhere fucking fancy. Look at him. I think that's a virtual background. Oh. I could be completely wrong though. 
And Chase looks like he's got like a OG Letterman's jacket on or some shit. Either that or he's fucking like doing the podcast from a freezer. <laughs> He'll sell you cigarettes in the parking lot of the high school. <laughs> and then there's the great Matt O'Keefe, uh, the former uh, uh, guy that ran Wadapalooza. And now uh, Matt Fraser's right-hand man, amongst other things. The only person keeping Todd, industry Todd alive. <laughs> Dude. Anyway, I like all these people. Uh, Lauren, O'Keefe, Kotler, and Chase. This is from uh, this is from her show, uh, Death By, and I guess they're discussing uh, uh, the death of Morning Chalk Up or the purchase of Morning Chalk Up or whatever happened to Morning Chalk Up. They're discussing it. Wait till you hear this shit. This is crazy. Okay, here we go. If you can't hear it, tell me, and then you can try. Yeah. Here we go. No, can't hear it. Oh, fuck. You want to try it? Or should I move yeah, my mic down to my... Or I can move my mic down to my speaker. Should I do that? Oh, that might just be better. Yeah, because I think it's you're just playing it on preview, right? Yeah. I don't know. I have the ability to do anything else besides that as well. Okay, hold on. Tell me if you can hear it now. Yep. You know, opportunity for something that's obviously a trusted source for a lot of people in our space. The morning traffic being a trusted, trusted source? There's a lot of people that read it and follow it on a daily basis. I mean, I, I quite frankly, I'm not saying that that's my news source. I'm just. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Dude, did you see Kotler just start cracking up? Something that's obviously a trusted source for a lot of people in our space. The morning traffic being a trusted, trusted source? There's a lot of people that read it and follow it on a daily basis. I mean, I, I quite frankly. Lauren keeps a straight face. Is she not listening? Did she not hear that? Oh, she heard it. She's just not reacting. Holy shit. Justin Kotler's reaction I'm just saying there's hundreds of thousands of people that. Hundreds of thousands? Is he out of his fucking mind? You know, opportunity for something that's obviously a trusted source. Meanwhile, Lauren's dog's licking its pussy back there. You see that shit? A lot of people in our space. The morning traffic being a trusted, trusted source. There's a lot of people that read it and follow it on a daily basis. I mean, I, I quite frankly, I'm dude. Um, Chase just knows he hit a fucking like a grand slam, dude. Yeah. There were two guys on first. What do you call that? Like he'd like you know, yeah. and dude, that was dude. That's amazing. Justin just cracking up at it, and then Matt immediately saying like, "Oh, it's not my trust, not mine." Oh shit. Woo! That was amazing. Holy smokes. Not my trusted source, but for some, for hundreds of thousands of others. Oh, shit. All right. Thanks, guys. Susan, thanks for coming on. I love, love it when you pop on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was excited to make it today. I like it when you pop on and not pop off. Yeah. I hate it when people pop off. It's kind of like weird when people were on for a while and then leave. I know. That's why I don't get in a lot of times when I have a little bit of time before the fire department. Cause it's, and it's always tough for me to leave too. It's nuanced when people leave, but it, like, there's like a weird, like, like an energy breakup mm -hmm. and you got to kind of yeah. bring it back together. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, lots going on. Uh, Tons of great guests. Like I said, uh, Daniel Brandon, Car Saunders, Sarah Sugan's daughter, Angela DiCicco, uh, mm -hmm. and more. Oh. What's up? 
Uh, oh, uh, the, awesome. So they are, JR and, um, wow, JR just sent me a picture of his setup. He's on the road. Mm. Fuck, his setup's nice. Okay, so JR and Taylor are, are going on today. That is, okay, like you said. Mm. Yeah, they'll be on less than an hour. My wife sent me a text saying today's Black Friday. I don't think my wife's ever said anything to me like that. Maybe she's thinking because of the sponsors and stuff. Oh. Or she wants a new TV. Oh. I want a new TV. Today would be the day to do it. Maybe the Cyber Monday. Oh. Oh, oh. Uh, let me ref let me also reiterate this for those of you who don't do not know. Today is the only day you can get the tea from Paper Street Coffee. Buy one $40 bag of tea from Paper Street Coffee and get two for free. So that's $120 worth of tea. for So uh, insane Christmas gifts. Insane. I know it doesn't say the sales on there, but once you put them in the cart, you'll see it. Those are the four-ounce bags. You're, you want to get the seven-ounce bags. It's only on the seven-ounce bags. Then uh, on Cyber Monday, you can buy a, a hundred, $150 gift certificate for only 50 bucks. So you buy a gift certificate from Paper Street Coffee for 50 bucks, and when you get it, it'll be worth 150 bucks. Nice. So we try to let's try to put Gabe out of business. Oh, shit. I just bought a, a second pair of Savage Ones. Yeah, they're great. You're going to love them. Those are 30% off, too. Oh, so are we getting the Sevon Podcast memberships? Do you know how that works? Do you know what the fuck they're talking about? Did you yes. explain it to me a month ago? Yes, and um, we had some help with some really cool stuff, too. When you explained it to me, did you understand what you were explaining, or were you pretending? No, I, I got it. Oh, okay, good. Well, that's Yeah, because it was explained to me. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm explaining shit. I have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. I'm like, okay, yeah. I hope I understand this by the time I get to the end. And we got some, we actually already have cool stuff in there. I really don't know why two plus two is four is uh, I think it's racist too, but I just pretend like it's not. So I fit in with you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job. Thank you. Do you make it? Yeah. Why can't it be five? Huh? <laughs> Fuck you. I could say whatever I want. <laughs> Dude, I'm at fucking pizza the other day. My kid's fucking birthday party. I'm sitting at a fucking table, and the table next to me, there's a fucking girl who's 20 and a, and, a, and a boy who's 20. He's got a tattoo on his neck. She's got the septum ring, and she's explaining to her boyfriend when it is and isn't appropriate that she calls her mom a bitch. Yeah, if my mom does this, I call her a dumb bitch. But it's not always cool to call your mom a dumb bitch. I'm like, what is wrong with people? Jesus. Wow. Okay, so are we going to launch the um, the Savon Podcast membership? Yeah, yeah. You, you can do it. You can just push a button and it goes. Pretty sure. There, you do you have some hesitations to do it? No, um, not on doing it, but on our timing. Oh, okay. You'll explain to me what that means. Yeah. Okay. All right. Love you guys. Uh, talk to you guys soon.
Bye-bye.